Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this tight end big business Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. This show starts now. Football! The program is packed today with great football conversations. Greg Olson will join us in about 30 minutes. And George Kittle, tight end of the San Francisco 49ers, will join us in the second hour. Obviously, yesterday we had Kyle Van Noy on heading into the AFC Championship. Now we have George Kittle joining us heading into the NFC Championship. Can't wait to catch up with both of them. Now... Nick Khan will be joining us in about nine minutes or so. He's the president of the WWE. The WWE announced this morning that they just inked a deal with Netflix for 10 years, $5 billion to air their weekly show Monday. Oh, well, Raw, which has been around forever and has been homed on USA for a long time. Negotiations have been happening over the last few months. The whole world had known that. I don't think anybody truly expected Netflix to be the team or the home of Raw and live content going forward. This is a massive investment by them. This is a huge win for WWE and for Netflix as WWE continues to grow globally, right? That first W there. Whether it's back whenever you were following, if you're an old WWF or WWE which it has been for a long time that first one is world and they are everywhere and now raw will have a home that is very much in promoting a global expansion this is a big time win for wrestling this is a big time win for wwe this is a big time win for netflix and we get a chance to chat with nick khan the president of the wwe here at about eight minutes to see how it all went down let's go now the talks table is here at boston connor and at ty schmidt one half of the hammer cowboys tone digs is here nine-year nfl vet super brain host of everything db presents good D and bad D. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Darius J. Butler. D. Butch, now obviously packed that today with uh, Greg oh, yeah. Olson and George Kittle and Nick Khan and all that. But we need to talk about some football as well. Don't you agree, Darius? Absolutely. Yesterday, there were some things being said. And it's not just yesterday. I guess it's any time this particular player potentially doesn't play the perfect football game. It's not only on the internet, but it's also in real life. I'm done with the Brock Purdy slander. Mm-hmm. I This dude's in his second year. Second year. In the NFL, out of Iowa State. He was yep. playing against Washington State just a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Now he's in his second year in the NFL. Back-to-back NFC championships. Last pick of the draft. We all understand that. This guy was handed absolutely nothing through this entire process. And now it's like, well, we got to come out and kill this guy because he didn't have a perfect game in divisional round against Green Bay Packers. Well, I just want to remind everybody, here's some interesting stats from Hembo on Brock Purdy about this season, okay? Not just this season, Brock Purdy era uh-huh. with the San Francisco 49ers. Including the playoffs, the 49ers are 20-5 and and average 29.2 points per game with Brock Purdy as their starter. Is that good? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's top five in the league. 29.2 in points per game. They're 17 and three in average 30.1 points per game when Debo and Trent Williams both play. One of those losses came in the NFC title, by the way, whenever he was knocked out in the first quarter or whatever. During the regular season, this one. He led the NFL. This is Brock Purdy. Basic ass, bomb ass, <laughs> system quarterback, check down ass Brock Purdy, okay? During the regular season, he led the NFL in yards per attempt, what? yards per completion, what? first downs per attempt, what? passer rating, what? total EPA, what? success rate, what? and total QBR, okay? Check down, bad, terrible ass, basic ass Brock Purdy. Led the NFL in all those things. By QBR. Okay, quarterback rating or ranking, mm-hmm. whatever the hell they call it. Sure. He was the top five player at quarterback in these categories this season. 
Versus man, what? when blitzed, what? when not blitzed, what? when pressured, what? when not pressured, what? in the pocket, what? in the red zone, <laughs> in the fourth quarter, what? and on third down. Oh, okay, geez. so everything, <laughs> everything that matters, okay? And in the playoffs this season and last season combined, his QBR is a 67.6 on a 0 to 100 scale, which is far above, uh, I guess, what normal. I don't know. That was a bad stat. Handball. And then on that fourth quarter, go-ahead touchdown drive. Against the Green Bay Packers, he went six to seven and passed for rush for fifty-eight of the sixty-nine yards that they gained. If you do recall, Conley, ha! Now we got Kittle, ha! Now we got Jennings, ha! Oh. In a keyhole, reading the defense, put it over a linebacker in front of a safety, just within fingertips of everybody. Check down quarterback. Ayuk obviously makes an incredible catch mm-hmm. for him, but what about the ball? What about the ball that mm-hmm. was thrown there? This is getting absurd. I just and I didn't think or expect myself to ever take a stand for a man named Brock Purdy. Sure. Okay, in my entire life. Yeah. Bad Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Quarterback for the Niners. That's so far left on the map. I would never pay attention the, to that. The one seed. That's so far over there. No, I'm tired of it. This guy's in his second year. He's only going to get better. And now there's a story coming out that Kyle Shanahan told him he was the guy, unless they could get Tom Brady out of retirement or whatever, and to which he was both pumped and bummed because he's a competitor. But he was also, once again, the last pick in the draft. He's not expecting anything. He was hoping to make the team. That's all he wanted to be on was the practice squad. And now in his second year, back-to-back NFC championships in leading the league and everything. Darius, I'm sick of it. I can't take it anymore. I don't understand it. I feel like everybody loved him early. You know, it was a great kind of Cinderella story. Everybody expected the shoe to drop at some point, and he continued to get better. What did you say, 25 games? Yeah. So that's not even two full seasons now as a starter, even back-to-back championship games. Uh, I've been a fan of him since, obviously, he took the field. Obviously, you know, great players around him, great play caller. People are like, oh, is it him? Could anyone do this? But you look at all Trey those, sta- all those yeah. stats. You, yeah, exactly. Jimmy and if he G was could. drafted in that, slant, that same slot, that three overall, it will be a completely different narrative about him. And, and usually, you know, like you just mentioned this game-winning drive, usually that's an argument with quarterbacks. Oh, he had a great game, but now when it's clutch time, when it's a playoff They're talking game about Carl Anthony Towns last night. Yeah. Had 62 points, only yep. four points in the fourth quarter. What an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Saying that about Josh Allen. This guy brought Brady, complete NB, opposite. And B dropped 70. Called him, oh, he's Dak Prescott. Don't let him fool you again. Yeah. Get to the playoff, yeah. piss down his leg. So, you know, this guy's only showed up. And that's what you judge players off. I judge them off what do they put on film. You know, you got to be a trigger man. You got to make the right calls uh, between the ears. I'm sure, obviously, Greg will have a lot to say about him, George as well. But, I mean, he he's done everything right, in my opinion. And like you said, second year, I don't care where he was drafted. I don't care what his expectations were. For him. I don't care who he's playing with. For a guy to be playing the toughest position in sports, I mean, playing at this level is impressive. Yes, he has a good team. Sue him. Everyone who wins the Super Bowl has a good team. Go That's, That's what you guys aren't talking about. On that final drive, he threw it to uh, Jennings, Ayuk, and someone who I don't know his name. Conley. Conley. Yeah, we Conley, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, Hey, great run. So, That's, great you know, it's ride. convenient, you guys, to, to, leave, <laughs> to leave out all those weapons names that every team would die for on that final drive, okay? Yeah, you're right. I mean, Conley was a guy that we've been talking about going into this game. Bingo. Uh-huh. When they need one, yep. Conley's going to get it for Fine. them. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been <laughs> talking about. And Brock Purdy somehow has this chemistry with this Conley guy seemingly signed Friday mm-hmm. onto their football team. Mm-hmm. Right into a be- I mean, what are we even doing here? The guy has the accuracy. He has the decision making. He has the moxie. What? He has his team's respect. It's like everything you want. It's his second year in the NFL. And obviously in Philadelphia Eagles fans, uh, they know this deep down in their soul. We know they want. If he <laughs> remains healthy in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I think the reason why the Niners have had the year that they have is because they all feel the same way that I think some of us feel like, hey, that Niners team was ready to go. Mm-hmm. And ever since Purdy got dropped in there, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It went. He got dropped in there, and it was like, boom, best team in football. And it is it's amazing how ready everybody is, and cleverly ready, everybody is to kill him. Yes. And he gets murdered. Well, and I'm like, this guy. Why? Like, why? I don't, like, it's, I don't the, it's, it's the reverse Tom Brady. It is the exact opposite of Brady. So Brady, when he came in, he never got the check down BS, and there was never a conversation, at least I don't believe, that like, hey, his team's too good. The Patriots, you know, everyone around him's too good. But in the end, when they won in 16 and when they won in 18, it was check down King. Like, those were the things that were being said. Hey, if he didn't have a great defense, like, it feels almost as though because he's the last pick – and not the three pick. You said if he was mm-hmm. the three pick, it'd be different. Yeah. I think if he was the three pick, it would be, you know, sure, this guy's great, but he can't win the big game or something goes wrong with him. Because it's the last pick, it's like, hey, forget the big game. Forget every game. This guy just sucks because he's the last pick. <laughs> you know, he's not those good Scots at football. can get things wrong. Of course. Mm-mm. I wasn't even invited to combine. Yeah. Trey Lance got picked three. Lamar <laughs> went 32 <laughs> after having, what, one of the best college careers we've ever yeah, seen. The, uh, Tom Brady won 199. Yeah, the number one overall was between. Baker and Darnold, not Josh Allen and uh, yeah. Lamar in that same draft. They get it wrong. Anyways, Brock Purdy, though, I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm sick of it. And, that, and when he starts to suck, if he starts to suck, we'll say it. Sure. Because wait until you hear the stuff we have to say about a basic ass white playing terrible at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, we here. are, <laughs> we got it. They're in the chamber. Been, you know all the amount of basic whites we've been talking shit about for our entire life? Mm-hmm. I mean, we got them in the chamber. This one does not. Deserve it at this point. He's played phenomenal football, and the Niners are obviously in a beautiful place. Speaking of beautiful place, this man, self-made, okay? Mm -hmm. Had to go on Wheel of Fortune to win enough money to send himself to law school. Which would propel himself to become a lawyer, which would propel him to be one of the greatest agents to ever exist. Which then leads him to being the president of the WWE, who just inked a 10-year, $5 billion deal with Netflix. Ladies and gentlemen... The president of the WWE, Nick Khan. Hey, hey, thanks for uh, having me on. Long-time viewer, first-time caller or presenter, whatever you want to say. Yeah, we're lucky to have you. Obviously, uh, we know that you're forced to watch some clips every (laughs) once in a while, so uh, we appreciate that. And uh, you've been an incredible mentor to me and a man that I've been able, like a consigliere, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you mightily. And thank you for taking time on this incredibly busy day, legendary day in the history of the WWE. I just talked about it there, about the Wheel of Fortune run into becoming law school, into lawyer, into agenting, into becoming the president of a fortune. What are we? Fortune. Let's say we're Fortune 600, maybe. Pretty good. We're Almost yeah, there. pretty good. Whenever you're dealing with everything that's happening, okay, because since you got there in 2020, obviously there's been a transition. Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn, kind of both stepping back. There's a sale, obviously, to the Endeavor Group. You create TKO. Then you're able to negotiate this $5 billion deal while all of this is happening. What do you think is the reasoning on why you've been able to handle, and you and the WWE have been able to handle the transition so seamlessly appearingly from the outside looking in. Well, thank you. Thank you for your kind words, Pat. And by the way, always a pleasure to connect with you, talk to you as friends, consigliere, whatever role you say. Get to it. All right, I'll move it along. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> look, well, well, look, what, one last thing on that. There, there would be no WWE without Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn, both, in my opinion, the greatest of all time in terms of what they did and what they contributed to build what is now a massive enterprise. In terms of the transaction and moving it forward, 
you know, Vince was the controlling shareholder. He decided it was time to transact. He allowed me to sit side by side with him in the process to hear all of the different pitches. It was a robust marketplace. Endeavor had the best proposal we felt for our shareholders. And here we are with the Netflix deal being announced today with Dwayne Johnson being added to our board of directors. We feel like it's a great start to what should be a, new, uh, a beautiful next chapter at WWE. Yeah, you guys have done fantastic. And shout out to Kevin Dunn and Vince both. They've been far too kind to me Agreed. and all my guys. Yep. And I can't wait to see them down the road at some point. Uh, Netflix, I think whenever it was announced, uh, caught a lot of us, I think, by surprise. You know, Netflix not really known to be in the live entertainment world. I think they've done a couple stand-ups live. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Rock had one mm-hmm. uh, that kind of went. They did some other stuff. Whenever you're at the market in the marketplace and obviously raw has been on the air forever it generates a number every single week no weeks off it is a high valued asset that wwe has had and currently has when you go to the marketplace at what point did you realize netflix might be a real player because we assume because everything i've heard you know espn and disney were potentially involved amazon potentially involved obviously peacock nbc has been the owner of usa network of raw for a long time at what point is netflix like yeah we're thinking about getting in the game and like five billion is a big jump into the game when did that all come together nick indeed by by the way pat 20 years ago because keep in mind raw has not been on usa for its entire 30 year plus run 20 years ago raw was on the nashville network which became the national network which became Mm -hmm. tnn which became spike smackdown was on upn so if you look at the nashville network and upn fast forward 20 years to netflix and nbcu with usa and peacock We think we're in business with two great partners. Um, What we did, once the SmackDown deal closed, which will shift SmackDown over from Fox to USA starting this October 1, we focused or hyper-focused on Raw. It was a robust marketplace. We had a number of meetings. There was a lot of interest. There were a number of offers. And at the end of the day, to be the first movers with Netflix live on a consistent basis. So, yes, I saw the Chris Rock special, too, and the reality show after show. And they're doing the Golf Pro-Am, which is all great programming. But 52 weeks a year, we're turnkey, as you know. You've lived it with us. The fact that they could come to us and say, yeah, we strike a deal and you guys do all the rest is something that they liked and certainly something that we thought was in our direct wheelhouse. It came together over the matter of a couple of months, and uh, we think it's a great deal. Congrats, Congrats on getting that done. You know, the USA deal, allegedly $250 million. This one, $500 million a year. What a, what a dog. What an absolute. Abs- Look at the grin. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. Massive ordeal. Obviously earned by everybody in the WWE. What has been the reaction within the WWE with the people that you've talked to? A uh, couple people, obviously friends of mine still in the business in there, say, hey, big announcement coming tomorrow. Big announcement coming tomorrow. Yesterday. Then when this rolls out, I think a lot of people may be surprised by it. what has been the reaction. I assume everybody Everybody's pumped. It's a massive global deal. Overwhelmingly positive. Overwhelmingly positive. And I think, look, if you look at the streaming wars, Netflix has sat at the top of that perch. They continue to sit at the top of that perch. So it's an entity that everybody, certainly in our sphere, has and subscribes to. We think it's a great way to grow the WWE audience while growing the Netflix subscriber base. So overwhelmingly positive reaction from our force. Uh, of colleagues who really make up the WWE, who all contributed to this deal, to friends and family who are texting me the same. Yeah, everybody's pumped for you, dude. You see the ringing of the bell? You're standing, hey, you're under the K. You saw it, yeah, you saw it. You're I, under the K. Look at you. Good spot. Huh? Listen, 
As you know, I'm a, I'm a man of the people. I'm just a public school kid and uh, trying to take it all in. You know the drill. No, that's why it's so inspirational to watch you dominate, man. Absolutely. And I don't know, you know, your name has been one that has been whispered by folks around business worlds. And whenever I had an opportunity to meet you a couple of times, and I think we took a picture one of the first times I met with you, and maybe The Rock was even, it was me, The Rock, and Nick Khan in a photo, I think. And uh, I walked away and people were like, you were in a photo with Nick Khan? And I'm like, yeah, I was also with The Rock. And then yeah. more I learned about you and your story. You're a dog, dude. You're one of the best we have in the United States of America. You need to know that. So from Vince McMahon, one of the greatest American dream stories from a trailer park who was, you know, abused as a kid, turning a company into a multi-billion public conglomerate to a man that literally wheel of fortune his way into an entire career. It's like... It's a beautiful thing over there, Nick. It really is. You should take that in sometime. I know you got a suit on and you got to do your shit, but you did it, dude, uh, legitimately. It's it's kind of you to say, and look, just a little bit more about Vince, as you know, you know, very, very rough upbringing, which you just talked about, to be able to hurdle himself to the, the heights that he got to and that he got all of us to. I'll always have admiration and respect for that. In terms of me, you know, I just come to work every day like everyone else and try to move it forward. So I appreciate all the kind comments. Yeah, and you put your suit on, you know, mm -hmm. put your suit on. Hey, last question for me before the boys have a couple, and obviously they're all big fans, and Please. you've been far too kind. This dude, like, escorted my wife into an arena because she didn't have a ticket or whatever. And then, uh, like, a couple months later, Sam talks to Nick, and uh, she goes, nice to meet you. And Nick goes, oh, I was actually your chauffeur. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> President of the This is true. Sam yeah. forgot about me. Yeah. That's how memorable I was that she forgot about me. No, that's how low-key you are. Yeah. Always just like, head down, no big deal. I'm going to get out of here. The president of the company is walking through an arena right now. Um, this, You and I have uh, complimented each other a few times here. And I told you to shut up there earlier whenever you were doing it and get to the answer. But why do you think you and I have been – my record with Suits – is pretty documented at this point publicly i assume behind the scenes as well why do you think you've been able to reach and connect with people like for instance ari manuel now part of endeavor that you are working alongside of he was the guy he was the agent he's the super agent he's the one in entourage and then everybody the next generation of that was you why are you known as the super suit why do you get along why are you the guy you are you think why is that the case? It's kind of you to say, look, I, I would say this to you, Pat. Again, very kind and generous of you to say. I, I would say that similar to you, I believe I'm a good listener. And in terms of quote-unquote talent as it relates to you, it's one of the first things I said to you after we were at a wedding together oh. randomly four, five, six years ago, pre-COVID pre wedding. Um, I don't want to bring up COVID as a subject here. I'm yeah, sorry. okay, Nick. Enough. Enough, Nick. I was talking about the time. Come on. Enough, Nick. Jeez. <laughs> Congrats to the Coonans, by the way. Yeah. Beautiful baby. Exactly. Hell yeah. Exactly. yeah. David Coonan wedding. We were there, and I remember walking away from that because that was the first substantive in-person conversation I had with you. And I said to myself and others, I said, he's a tremendous listener. And you often don't find that with young folks who have had success and all of that. They want to talk to you about their success. You were not that way. I'd like to think in whatever success I'm perceived to have, I don't do that. Yesterday's yesterday. I start every day. The, the clock strikes midnight every day for a reason. It means whatever the highs were, whatever the lows were, that day's over, and you got to move it forward. Okay, well, you've done that phenomenally, and I appreciate what you just said there. You and Hunter, seemingly Paul, the cerebral assassin. Um, King of the, King, the, the game. You two are seemingly the people that are being talked about as currently directing the ship that is the WWE. Is that accurate? And how has that been? 
now that you two are kind well, of doing look, that. Paul Levesque, the King of Kings, Triple H, he's Hunter. the one who introduced me to WWE Hunter. He's the one who first introduced me. So when I was an agent, my prior profession, and I was trying to get into the WWE business, Paul had called me, unsolicited call, and this is when Tim Tebow had just gotten cut by the Patriots. Paul called me, said, hey, I just want to introduce myself. My name is Paul Levesque. I said, oh, yeah, Triple H, I know who you are. I remember you as Terror Rising. Yes, His WCW. former wrestling name from WCW, exactly. I said, I don't know who you are. He's like, oh, you know WWE? I said, yeah, I know WWE. I grew up a fan. I was an usher at WrestleMania 9 at Caesars Palace. I said, what's going on? He said, hey, what do you think of Tim Tebow against the big show at whatever that WrestleMania was after the Patriots run? And I said, said, what are you you thinking? He offered some financial terms. I called Tim at the time. What do you think? Tim and I had then a top-secret private meeting. Tim Tebow, myself, Vince McMahon, Triple H in Anaheim, California about that. Ultimately, it didn't happen, but Triple H and I I remained in touch, and over time, he was the one who said to me, hey, um, I think uh, Vince may want to meet with you. Uh, I think you told me you're going to be in Dallas this weekend. Dallas was where Raw was. Uh, I think you told me you're going to be in Dallas. That's good that you're going to be there, because if I told Vince you were flying in for the meeting, he'd say, don't do it. I may have to cancel. It's Raw. It's Raw. It's Raw. But I know you're going to be there. So plan on meeting with Vince. I went the night before because, of course, you don't want to go day of and be late and this and that. Nobody wants to hear the, hey, my flight was delayed nonsense. Um, So I went. I sat in a hotel room. Paul called me. He said, Vince is ready to meet. I went to Vince's office, met with him. I pitched what I had to say. and We shook hands on a deal. And here we are. I love that. Hell yeah. Yeah, you're already going to be there, right? Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. gonna be there. Yep, gonna yep. be in Dallas. Live in LA full time, but need you tomorrow <laughs> yeah. in Dallas. Need you to do this. How about Vince dealing with Vince? What a wild thing! It's awesome. I, I've yeah. talked about this before, and you tell me if you feel the same way. So humans, much like dogs, uh, can sense how you're acting towards them. So like, if you go into a room with a dog that has actual canines, and uh, you act <laughs> scared. That dog is going to treat you like a little bitch. That, that is how that dog is going to treat for the rest of the time that you're in that house. But if you present yourself confidently and comfortably, the dog will act the same way in a court. I think there's some humans that are like that. I think there is humans that are at the top of the food chain and have been business-wise and are very sharp and smart and calloused and have been there that if you ha- they can sense fear almost. And I feel if you go in confident and comfortable that sets the tone for the whole conversation i assume you feel the same way and i did that with vince one time and boy i've never been more scared of my life inside outside oh yeah here we go yeah it's just vince man no problem at all what up vince handshake smack in the middle he went back big laugh i'm like all right i think i got him even though i'll shit my pants inside i assume it was different for you with vince but how was that relationship day one on was it great and uh how much do you talk to him now by the way, if I remember correctly, there was a moment in time where you were looking around for your show, what you wanted the home of it to be. Yeah. There were a number of different suitors. I believe you sent Vince and I both a text saying, hey, this one enterprise, they're not responding quickly enough. Uh, I want to tell them to F off. Something to this effect. Yeah, yeah. And do you recall what Vince's response to you was? Don't, Pat. He said, don't. don't. He said, say it in here. Don't actually say it <laughs> out here. You say it inside. You don't say it outside. I'm like, but they need to hear it. In here. Yeah, that was his big response. It was awesome. It was awesome. I, I remember it. it. It was amazing. And look, here's what I found with Vince. In a private setting, if said respectfully, you can say anything you want to him. 
You can disagree with any point of view. And the folks who have succeeded tremendously at WWE, Kevin Dunn, I'm not talking about the our in-ring superstars. I'm talking about the executives on the outside, Kevin Dunn, Paul Levesque, many, many others. They all had that trait where you understood this is the boss. He was the controlling shareholder, the founder of the company, this and that. So you're not going to call him out in a room of people if you disagree with something. You're not going to be rude. He's polite by nature, as you know. Agreed. He prefers to be polite, but he's certainly comfortable if it has to go a different route. So what I found with Vince was I could say anything to him directly in person as long as it was in a respectful way. And he'd always hear it. And oftentimes he'd agree with it. In terms of how often I'm in touch with him, I just saw him today at the New York Stock Exchange. He looks amazing. He's still buff as can be, fit, suited up, and uh, ready to go. Does he have that mustache still? He, he, has, he has the mustache, but as I said this previously, I said it to you. If you look at Vince McMahon, Dwayne Johnson, Paul Levesque, Ari Emanuel, they have a combined body fat of like 1%. <laughs> so it's not for me to comment on anyone's physicality if Vince, Vince is on the right to look however he wants. Hey, the front row has like uh, 6% body fat combined. <laughs> yeah. you know, right exactly. underneath the K. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with sandwich. I don't know, you guys, your taste buds might not be as good as mine. You know, my... Mine enjoy pretty good taste. Uh, you look very lean and ripped, though, dude. I will tell you that. I, I know after the baby, you know, when the baby came, it's always tricky. And no one, you know, the attention should not be on the dad for any reason. But I remember you told me, you're like, hey, dude, I got to get back in shape here. And you did it. Uh, thank you. I was I was dancing with like 300 pounds there. You know what I mean? I, I was getting way fat. And then now the football season is winding down. This is the best shape I've ever been in at the end of a season, mm -hmm. which is for sure. Normally, season kills us, which is you guys 52 weeks a year. What are we even talking yeah. about? Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Nick, obviously Royal Rumble right around the corner and then WrestleMania not too far off. I think for a lot of casual fans who might not watch Raw every single week, but they will always you know, find the premium live events and make sure that they don't miss out on that. Was there any discussion with Netflix about those being housed on Netflix as well? Or where will the premium live events kind of be housed uh, for the near future here? Well, first of all, you guys come into WrestleMania in Philly, April 6th and 7th. I got the email from your uh, office today, right? Remember, I read yeah, it to yeah, the boys. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we're in. The link? Oh, yeah. Perfect. Sure. Philly cheesesteaks. It'll be great. Oh, oh a couple of Johns everywhere. Yeah. Oh. oh, the Johns. Can't wait. It'll be great. Look, our current partner in the United States on all the premium live events like WrestleMania is Peacock and NBCU. They've been tremendous partners. This deal with Netflix is for the premium live events outside of the United States, ex uh, excluding certain territories where we have existing deals, like India, for example. But it's raw globally. Again, a few exceptions there. Uh, but it's really a global uh, enterprise with Netflix that should build to something even greater. There's so many people in India. So many. Right, that's what I've been told. But the, the, Go ahead. WWE is the most, the second most popular sport in India, and yes, I understand we're not a pure sport, sports entertainment. After cricket, you got it. It's WWE. Our partners there, Sony India, they've been tremendous. They're going through a merger that may or may not happen, and all of these things. We'll see how that shakes out. So you're dealing with all that every single day. Oh, we got Sony in India. Right. You know, we got Netflix here, UK, Latin America's got this. That's every day of your life. Listen, it's the job. I also deal with friends who can run hot at times where something on their show is going awry and they may hit me. I always want to have time for that, too. I'm not referring to anyone here. I'm just saying in general. There's been a lot of, you know this guy? You know, uh, how do I, uh, last question here, Nick, uh, from Darius. And this one, 
Hey, put it on the plate of things that you knew were going to come right down the pipe. Yeah, big question. 80s baby here, first of all, uh, product of the Attitude Era, greatest era in wrestling ever. But maybe a stupid question. Uh, with this big move to Netflix, congrats again. Is it Raw still going to be on Mondays? Mm. Is it going to be Monday Night Raw as we've known it? Or is it going to be different days? What was that conversation like? And uh, looking forward to this answer. Yeah, we all are. At this moment in time, it remains Monday Night Raw. But keep in mind, we got 10 and a half months until this deal's up and running. So we're looking at what you're looking at and what everyone else is looking at. You have the proliferation of gambling with Monday Night Football. You have an enhanced Disney package, better games, all credit to... Jimmy Pataro, the Bob Father, as Pat, you and I call him, you coined that term, Bob Iger, no, and all the other good <laughs> folks at Disney. You got the Manning cast. You got this year, it was on ABC and ESPN, Monday Night Football. You got last season, the the, the playoff game that they got, uh, I believe, was Tom Brady at the Cowboys, or the season before, whatever that was. You also have the College National Championship, football and hoops on Mondays. So you got a lot of Mondays where there's stiff competition. That said, even against Alabama-Michigan and the Washington-Texas game uh, a few weeks ago, Monday Night Raw did a .6 in the 18-49 to demo, which is a massive rating against big competition. Yeah. If we stay on Mondays, it'll work. If we move it to a different day, we think it'll work too. Such a babyface promo right there. Yeah. Listen, here's all these other things. You hear these stats? <laughs> also, just still at a point six if you need to hear it. I'm excited that you're taking all that into consideration, obviously, as football people that hire a football show. So we're also massive WWE fans. I've said it numerous times. The only thing I watched growing up was literally football and wrestling, WWE. So to be a part of your world every once in a while with how kind you guys have been to me, very grateful. Thank you for making time today. Congrats on all the success. And by the way, I just want to say this coming out of the last month or so of the Pat McAfee show. You guys have only been tremendous partners to us. You are easy to work with. So anytime I hear, I don't know, maybe it's not so easy. I, I find all of you guys incredibly easy, and we're grateful for that. Well, you're a talent. That's why. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Nick Carr. Thank you, pal. Yeah, he's, he's a hilarious human being mm -hmm. for me. There was a time whenever I was shopping the show where I had Vince McMahon and Nick Khan in a group text. And uh, that's quite a weapon to Couple have. Yeah. A couple power players. That would help. Yeah. People were like, uh, what agent did the deal? It was like, uh, well, I did the deal. But with that being said, also, there was a few conversations that were certainly mm -hmm. talked through. A couple advisors. Some of the smartest humans to ever do business in the history. Yeah, there was a couple times where, and I'm assuming the suits that were just watching that conversation, because the suits are going to watch that suit talk, mm -hmm. just like how the suits will watch Bob Father talk. And they would watch, you know, our Emmanuel talk. That's what the suits do, you know. So there's a couple suits right now that are watching that, that are thinking to themselves, oh, I was the person in that. In that you were probably. It happened <laughs> numerous times. I mean, that is how it all went. He, uh, the way he just, like, can handle anything. All good is like kind of his phrase. Anybody that's ever worked, he was an agent, never repped me. Uh, I was towards the tail end of his agency, but we knew each other when he was at CA because we were up by Coonan and mm -hmm. Michael Klein there for a bit. Mm -hmm. I'm a tough sell, so not good to have an agent, you know. Like, imagine somebody else trying to talk. That's just not possible. No. So I was in that world. Nick Khan had heard about me through them, a couple of the things that I've said, and it made its way to him, and I think he had massive respect for it. And then all of a sudden, we just started talking on a regular basis, and then he becomes the president of the WWE. I had been at the WWE already for a couple of years before then. So it's just like, uh, I'm very lucky to call that man a friend. And also, incredible job, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crush. <laughs> 
Fuck yeah. Off. Dominating. Five billion. Two fifty to five hundred. Yeah. That'll get it done. And I think he called his shot too, and a lot of people were telling him that he was obviously uh out of his mind. But like anybody that watches WWE understands like fifty two weeks a year. Yeah. And not every show is gonna be packed full of just home runs, but you're gonna get hour and a half to two hours of entertainment every single Monday if it does move. And on Friday, you're going to get an hour and 15 to an hour and 20 minutes guaranteed every single week. It's like networks and platforms just probably could not wait mm-hmm. yeah. to dive into that thing. Looking for that. That's why having a five-day-a-week, three-and-a-half-hour program mm-hmm. that is a little bit lo- below average, it stinks, is a lot better than not having one. Of sure. Exactly. How about your question about Mondays? That's going to be... Big night. That's going to be the conversation. I mean, night. So, I don't know. I, I don't know if that'll be the conversation with a potential Tebow Big Show match. Dude. That oh. was going to happen. Are you kidding Can me? Can you imagine a Tebow chop? A holy chop. Oh, my God. <laughs> he blesses Big Show and then chops the shit out. I wonder what it was. I, I do wonder what it was holy with Tim. Chop. And Tim, by the way, that Nick doesn't say anything for no reason. Yeah. You know? Like, he just said that because, you know, Tim, he's not playing for the Mets anymore. Nope. He's not playing football anymore. Still in phenomenal shape. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Still Josh. Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's not just uh No. Oh, there was this one time, you know, because that's going to get sent to Tim. Yeah. And then his friends are going to say, you were almost. You, you know did what? It. Maybe I the should. Big show. The big show. Imagine him taking that. Oh. Choke slam from the big show. Te- oh, oh I thought you were talking about Tebow. Choke that's slam. That's what I was big thinking, show. too. Okay. Joining us now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the number one. Color commentator at the Fox Sports Network. <laughs> Former absolute dog on the football field mm-hmm. for the University of Miami, then the Carolina Panthers, then the Chicago Bears. Seattle. Seattle Seahawks. Chicago Bears, Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. That's all me. He's handsome throughout the entire thing. Always. Was a part of my retirement press conference. He will go on to be a leading man in film at some point. Mm-hmm. Friend of the program, Greg What's up? What's up, man? How you doing? Everybody's mocking your hair. They're saying you look like a rag. Have you heard that? Have you seen that on the internet? No, it's, it's real. It's real. I can confirm. It's real. It's not great. I don't have a great hairline, uh, but it's real. Okay. So we can clear that up. So you did see that on the internet, people saying this guy's yeah, wearing a, Yeah. The internet, the internet can be a difficult place, you know. <laughs> really? <laughs> Is that right? Everybody. We'll just leave it. I don't know if you're familiar. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but we'll just. That one ventured what about in your hair. Hey, yeah. is your your hair? You've done nothing. That's just natural. No, no. I woke. I did, I did not wake up like this. No, no. There is there are some moves that have to be made to get the hair to look like this. But if I don't, I got like forty calyx, so my hair would look worse than what yours looks like on Sundays. You know. Fair. We got a barber. I'm not sure if I like. I'm not sure if I like the wording of that, but I'll take it. Well, at the end there, I did turn it into a little bit of a burial, and that is on me. I made that decision consciously while I was speaking, and you didn't deserve that because I think you've had a hell of a year. Yeah, hell of a year, Greg. You've done fantastic. I'm not sure if all the round of applause makes up for the shot. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you got those, but you're handsome, bro. You got to deal with something. I mean, that's on you. Six foot what? Five and seven eighths. Jeez. Yeah, 200 what? <laughs> we'll call it, we're, we're in the mid we're in the mid to high 50s, probably should be in the 40s, but it's been a long year. Yeah, still shredded though. Handsome. Yeah. You can what? take a little bit every once in a while. Let's talk about the year that was though. Second year in the booth, right? And now uh the conversation is going to turn towards the future, but let's talk about the now. Feel like every game you call, you crush it. Do you feel that way? Because as a viewer, I think that. Are you getting better still? Do you realize it? Are you changing things? How are you in the booth right now? You know, I I, I feel like we've had a good year. I mean, we 
we've had kind of a weird year. Last year we had just like thriller after thriller. Obviously the Super Bowl culminating in, in what was just an insane game. And we fit, Kevin Burkhardt, my partner, always says like we've kind of been penalized. We've had like an all-time Super Bowl. And then for whatever reason, our regular season and then first obviously the wild card round with Green Bay and Dallas, it's just been like blowout city. And then we kind of got – we got back on track last week. Last week, obviously, was a thriller out in San Francisco. But, you know, I'm learning stuff every week. You know, I'm fortunate that, you know, the group that I'm with, obviously, has been producing Super Bowl games and calling Super Bowl games for a long time and been doing this. So, I, I everyone kind of laughs. Like, I don't know all the terminology. I still don't know what to call the cameras. I'm like, I need it from behind the defense. And they're like, yeah, we call it like – so I'm still learning, but um, I, I got a great group. They're a blast. We have a ton of fun on the weekends, and I love talking ball. You know, I, I, I love seeing it. I love sharing kind of my vision and my the way I see the game. And, um, you know, maybe not everyone loves that, but we feel like our broadcast brings a lot of a, a unique and fun element to teaching the game and showing the game to the viewer, and uh, we're going to continue to do that. We, we've had a blast calling our game. It's informative and fun. That's a good environment because you're setting the tone for everybody that's watching the game alongside you pretty much. You know, you're leading the party here that we're all watching alongside of you. And I think you inform with the best of them. And I think you oh, keep yeah. it light with the best of them. So I think you're hitting a home run, pal. And I did see on your X account, the platform formerly known as Twitter, you quote tweeted an awful announcing post, which, you know, they, uh, yeah. there's certainly something. Oh, yeah. That company mm-hmm. is certainly something. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they are. They're doing it, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they got to be proud that they're absolutely doing it. I mean, do they think about anything? Not a, nonetheless. Um, but this is all, all about the data and analytics conversation. And obviously, J.J. Watt on our program last week literally signed <laughs> off the show with saying, PFF sucks. All right, have a good one. Yep. Because, you know, C.J. Stroud was ranked below everybody else in the first playoff weekend or whatever. So then that led to the entire stats community basically coming at J.J. that he was attacking the entire stats community. And then it was analytics versus football people. And it got real, real loud. And I think your answer was... Was like it's why it's our job to kind of inform people that stats are much more prevalent in the game these days than it used to be in the balance almost of the football and the stats is that the kind of the point you're making and where do you sit on it obviously stats are a weapon but they aren't everything too right i assume that's that's how common sense should be yeah yeah you know, yeah i saw i saw jj i saw his comments obviously follow and and pretty aware of what goes on in your show on a weekly basis you guys obviously are one of the the best and I know current players, former players, people in the business love listening, the conversations you guys have, your ability to have it. And obviously, so I, I see what you do with Aaron and JJ and Saban. I mean, it's, it's awesome. And I so I saw JJ's post. I think there's a difference between evaluating players, which I think was more JJ's point, which is like pure grades, right? I think that is challenging. And, I, and I, listen, I think the guys at PFF, we, we use a lot of their stuff before the broadcast as far as their data. We don't get really wrapped up in their grades. You know, he's a 93 versus an 89 right guard. To me, it's not really that big of a deal. But the other aspect of it where I do think there's a lot of legitimacy is in the metrics, in the data, in the trends. And I think that was more the purpose of that tweet responding. You know, Wilbon kind of gave a point about he was referring to the 14-point rule now that's kind of become a big deal where if you do score a touchdown, knowing you need to – Go for two to try to make it six. The idea is to win in regulation as opposed to, you know, kick two extra points and force overtime. And that was what he was referring to because obviously it came up in the Tampa game. So I'm a big believer that we need to continue to educate the viewer why teams are doing this. I think you can't just say 
this is the right move and then just leave it dangling. Because if I'm a fan at home, tell me what the coach is considering. Tell me what the conversations during the week that have led up to this moment, what is the back and forth? What are the two sides? So I, I think the context of the decision is the important part. What the coach does, right or wrong, he's going to do. And not everyone goes by the book and not everybody goes by the old conventional, you know, old school model. So to me, it's more important not saying, hey, this is what the coach has to do, but it's saying, this is what they're debating. This is the two sides of the, this coin. And that's why this is the kind of the new way that teams are playing the game of football. And whether people like it or not, it's real. Yeah, and it's happening in real time, too. All these decisions are being made. Hey, this percentage is this. If you were to do this at this point, this decision, well, we got 40 seconds on the play clock right now. Got to make this happen. You see mistakes. Anytime you explain somebody the why, normally they're a lot uh, lot more likely to be on your side. That whole down 14, late, go for two. Boy, I was against it early because I don't want to see kickers gone. It's brilliant because the chances of you getting one two-point conversion out of two are higher than missing two two two-point conversions consecutively. So you're inevitably going to get it is what the thought is if the stats say that. And then if you get that first one, all of a sudden, we're stealing a game. Yeah, winning the game. It's a a brilliant – I actually appreciate the hell out of what that added, even though we have been a anti – you know, stats can't make every decision for you. Oh, so on the screen, I don't know if I remember Fox's. ESPN's says, uh, go for it. It'll be fourth and 25. And be like, you know what? This amount of time left. Gotta go. How your defense is playing. Gotta go. I don't think we've ever seen it up there. And it said, like, should probably punt this one, you know, if you want to keep your job. Which is another thing that a lot of people bring up, Greg, you know. Yeah, and, and I think that's the, the, the other side of the coin is people say, well, we only hear when it works. You know, we only hear when it's a go. We only, he- we only hear one side of the coin. So what you're saying is exactly right. I think the reason you don't have a, a score bug up there that says punt on you know, your own 20-yard line in the second quarter on fourth and 15 is <laughs> it's just conventional wisdom and yeah. you just assume you're going to punt. But listen, what, the bottom line is whether people like it or not, this new approach towards decision-making is real. It's happening in every single and in every single locker room in every single coach's staff meeting. And as these new coaching hires continue to get younger and a new crop of assistants get promoted up the ladder, it's just going to continue to get more prevalent. And it is. And the last thing I'll say about it, everyone is so wrapped up in the outcome, right? The outcome doesn't make the decision right or wrong. You know, it's you know we're going to go to Vegas here in a couple of weeks for the Super Bowl, and me and Pat are going to sit up at the blackjack table and. I could be the dick that sits there and hits 18 until I get a 21. And one time, (laughs) if I sit there all night, just hear me out. If I sit there all night, everyone on the thing is going to MF me all day and they're not going to want to play with me because I'm I'm stupid, right? I'm defying all logic. But one time I'm going to pull a three and I'm going to throw a friggin' party. It doesn't mean it was – it still means I was a dumbass, right? So that's the point Mm -hmm. is you can hit 16 – all day, and we all been there, and we wow. just hit, we break, we break, we break. Just because you break 20 times doesn't mean it's the wrong decision. So that's what's applying now to the game, and they're trying to increase every percentage of win probability they can. You could still lose. Those sitting at 16 and not hitting, you know, when there's an 8 or a 9 out there. I'm getting up. I get so mad because I'm sitting I'm like getting up. 13 oh, yeah. or 14. I can't. <laughs> I'm like, hey, this hand, this is not, you're not, why are you doing that? 
Why did you? you it, I, I'll get up off the table. Like I am a buy the book guy. You start acting stupid with my. Because listen, <laughs> you want to act stupid with your money? Cool. Fine. But all of a sudden, you start not taking cards. You start taking cards when you shouldn't, and the dealer should break. I'm That's not tough. doing it. I'm I, getting up, but I'm leaving. I don't even care if it's my buddy. Hey, there's some wild blackjack tables. Oh, out I thought six was fifty fifty. If you hit it, you just keep hitting depends. it all night. And if not, you it'll st- come you back. Stay on, you stay. Yeah, it depends, D. But yeah, I don't know. What's, what's That's not because it doesn't yeah. qualify. The, the hand doesn't even qualify. Right, Your Lord. hand doesn't even qualify to play the game. Like that is you hit. Yeah, we need to do the uh, Dana White thing though. He did that movie twenty. He knows the yeah. He get out. He does the arms crossed behind the seat thing. He yep. knows. You're gonna like card. You're gonna start card counting. <laughs> Yeah, so cheating. cheating. Yep. Yeah, let's broadcast on ESPN <laughs> like too. Galifianakis. Oh, here we go. Here, awful nonsense. Uh, Darius, Darius has something for you, Greg. Hey, uh, you did the game last week, and Pat opened today's show uh, talking about Brock Purdy. Just wanted to, just want your thoughts. I know you sat down. I assume you sat down, had a conversation with him. Obviously, seen him play a bunch of football. You've been around the game a long time. A lot of great quarterbacks, play callers. Uh, what's your things? What's, what's your thoughts on Brock Purdy? And why do you think people, you know, hate him so much? It seems like right now. I, I think it's a great question. I, I don't know why Purdy gets the heat that he does. I mean, you would imagine he should be everything we champion. He's the underdog. He's small. He's Mr. Irrelevant, last pick. I mean, he is not, you know, and typically we celebrate those guys, right? We love Doug Flutie. We love Kurt Warner's story. We, we, we traditionally have loved everything about what those guys represent. I think there's this weird narrative that we need to punish Brock Purdy because his play caller and the people around him are really good. And I, I we've covered them a lot. Uh, we covered his debut last year when, when he got his first start after everything went down with, with Jimmy G and, and all that. So I, I we haven't been able to crack that code. Here's what I will say. I've been a big Brock Purdy supporter all year round. When you watch the tape and you see the big body of work, He's played at a really high level, and every single metric and every single stat and every you know wins and losses being the most important supports that. He did not play great last week, and it's okay to say that, right? It's okay yep. to yep. say, hey, that wasn't his best performance. But it's also okay to say, all that aside, when they had the ball down late and they needed a drive, he came through, and, and we judge quarterbacks typically by their be- by their moments in <laughs> yeah. the biggest moments, and. He came through, and listen, that doesn't mean, yes, he should have thrown two picks. That's completely fair criticism. But when the game was on the line, the throw to IU, the throw to – I mean, he made some big-time throws there without Debo. We have to give credit where Conley is a dog. dog. Yeah. Conley, we knew he existed for sure. First rounder. So, that you know, that I, I'm a big Brock Purdy fan, just supporter, I, just from covering him the last two years and whatnot. He's going to have to play better this weekend. I think they will. I think the rain and the conditions definitely played a factor. But um, the bottom line is he should not be penalized because he's surrounded by McCaffrey and Kittle and all these guys. He's He should be able to be praised in his own right. Yeah, Greg Olson was around Christian McCaffrey. We say he's a good football player. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Here's some uh, stats from our friend Hembo about uh, Brock Purdy because how quickly everybody forgets. During the regular season this past year, Brock Purdy led the NFL in yards per attempt, right. yards per completion, right. first down per attempt, passer rating, total EPA, success rate, and total QBR. It's like the guy, second year, Greg. He's second year. He's still a pop, pretty much. I mean, he, he, he started, I don't know, what, five, four or five regular season games last year. 
took him to the NFC Championship, obviously got injured and kind of a weird situation. So their season ended last year kind of with an asterisk because they couldn't attempt to forward pass yeah. for the entire second half. And unfortunately for us, we were there and uh, we, we called that game and it was a weird, it was kind of like the twilight zone. And now in his first full season as a starter, he's back to at least the NFC Championship game for the second consecutive year. So it, it's just funny. We, we want to praise quarterbacks as championships, wins and losses. You know, we, we, that's usually how we you know, anoint guys. Rings. But we pick and choose the guys we don't give the credit to. It, it's, very, it, it's very strange. It's a very strange dynamic going on, how we pick and choose which quarterbacks we apply different metrics to. Yeah, but all those Super Bowls that everybody's won that everybody talks about, those teams were bad. Quarterback was just so good. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, that's why they won the ring. <laughs> mm-hmm. The teams were all bad. That's a funny point you just made there, Greg Olson. Hadn't thought well, about I mean, it. Think, think about the conversation right now with Josh Allen. I don't care what Josh Allen's playoff record is. If you have a brain and you watch that game the other night and you come across from that game that, oh, man, Josh Allen can't get over the hump. Josh Allen's owned by – you should have no – you should not be speaking on the matter. If you didn't watch that game and come across and say, Josh Allen is incredible, I don't care if he's – that record is not indicative of Josh – the guy is insane. The guy is amazing. Yeah, Mahomes, but Mahomes is also insane and amazing. But, like, we want to pin the losses on Josh Allen, but we don't want to give the wins to Purdy. It, it just becomes a very <laughs> – Slippery slope. It is. It's awesome. And you don't actually revoke the privileges of these people speaking. You were just shit talking to a human <laughs> mm-hmm. for those. Yeah, that it was are, a hypothetical. Yeah, it yeah. was a hypothetical. But in some regards, no, it's probably legitimate. <laughs> we're not going to get into the names, but hey, I tried to check them. I tried to check them. Yeah, uh, you went all- <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. But it's awesome to kind of watch. And we're a part of the problem. You know, we're on every single day. We got to talk about things and we talk about it. We try to put it over everybody. But watching to your point about what we're choosing to attack. People just want to attack things. It's easy. Yes. It's easy to attack stuff, I think. And right now, we're getting to watch a lot of great football. Even though statues came out, every single team has changed their offense coordinator once since 2022. Yep. We talk wow. about the offenses maybe not being as prolific and the points not being as high and maybe the defense is caught up. It's like, well, maybe this plays a factor yeah. into it as well. Because yeah. everybody talks about the quarterback needs consistency, needs consistency. Well, if the quarterback's good at all, offense coordinator is getting a head coaching job. And if the quarterback's not good at all, offense coordinator is getting canned. Mm-hmm. So it's just like wild time right now for a football. Wild time right now for football. And, and that's why right, wrong, or indifferent. I mean, D'Amico Ryans, Mike Tomlin, we can go round and round about just incredible defensive coaches. What you just said is why right, wrong, or indifferent, Callahan. owners and decision makers tend to hire offensive-minded play callers or just offensive-minded coaches to be the head coach. Because to your point, failure, they're gone. It's irrelevant. We're all fired. But if you plan on having success, which hopefully if you're hired as the head coach, that's part of the plan, you're going to have to replace your offensive coordinator if you have any level of success. And that is hard to pick. I mean, look at Philadelphia. Philadelphia loses both coordinators, struggles replacing either one of them, and now they're going to – all reports coming out now or they're going to have to hire – this will be the fourth person to call plays for Nick Sirianni. He called plays. Shane Steichen called plays. Brian Johnson called plays. And now whoever this next – you think that's good for Jalen Hurts? No, yeah, that's that's not. And think, hey, look at what's going on in Houston right now. 
I mean, CJ's a rookie. Bobby Slowick's yeah. going to be gone. Whether this year or next year, Bobby Slowick's going to be gone. But CJ will figure it out. D'Amico will figure it out. Yeah. yeah. They're incredible. Yeah, they're incredible. And I think... Mm, that's tough. Brutal. That's tough to find. I, it's, it's hard. It, it, it's hard. Everything you built. Now, whether Bobby Slowick leaves this year or next, who knows the timeline, but... Commanders are saying. It's inevitable. Yeah, it is Look, inevitable, seemingly. And that's Detroit because- is going to lose Ben Johnson. Almost lost him last year to the Mm -hmm. team that you have close ties with. Speaking of, Conman has a question for you. Yeah, Greg, congratulations on dunking on Schefter the other week. I think you're the first person to ever community note him, so that that was incredible. (laughs) Hey, baby, Uh, Greg. Also, congratulations on your three consecutive 1,000-yard receiving seasons that no one one really knows about. Kind of messed up for you. But speaking (laughs) of Carolina, uh, I don't think you crossed paths with Dan Morgan when he was there, but because you've been in that building – what are they getting? What, what should Carolina be expecting? Do you know any of the uh, folklore around Dan Morgan? Right now, currently, all we know about him is that his dad's Twitter, also X bio, says uh, people suck. That's kind of it. <laughs> um, so aside from that. Dan Morgan Sr. is kind yeah. of a dog. He, he's internet. a dog, so we're assuming Junior uh, kind of strays that same path. Uh, what do you know about him, or if anything, and do you think this is the right hire for Carolina? Yeah, so all right, so bear with me here. I'm going to make a comparison that hopefully works out. Take your time. Dan Morgan's play, playing, t- you know, playing career, University of Miami, we did not overlap. I came after him. He was obviously a Panther in his time. We did not overlap. So you're right. I've never overlapped with him. I know him well just from his time, mostly his time here since he's been in the front office, you know, in the last two, three years. His playing career, he was known – I mean, he has that like all-time Super Bowl performance where he had like 27 tackles or something. He was the most intense, physical. I mean, his demeanor on the field is known throughout the history. I mean, if you, if you know of Dan Morgan, you're like, oh, that dude was a dog. Like, that dude was different. He was mean. He was tough. There's a little Dan Campbell persona there. Okay. Ooh. When you strip all of that down, right, the, the Dan Campbell we all met, Everyone's like, holy moly, we're biting kneecaps, we're yelling, we're screaming. When you strip all that down, of all the coaches we've met with over the last couple of years, Dan Campbell is as thoughtful, as intelligent, as a good a communicator, and as anybody we've met. Dan's got a lot of that, right? When you strip down and you remove the playing days and you remove the Mike linebacker that wanted to rip your face off, Dan is a really intelligent guy. He kind of cut his, you know, cut his teeth through the you know, through Seattle, and then he was in Buffalo for a little bit before he came to Carolina. He's a really highly respected guy. He's very intelligent. I think he uses a lot of his playing days, you know, um, lessons learned. Now he's carried it into the front office as he's made his journey now to to this position as the GM, president of ops, whatever the title is. And um, so I, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but like, definitely does. I think people that think of him as his linebacker days are like, oh man, we just got this tough, hard nosed linebacker that was a crazy middle, you know, crazy white guy. And it's like, no, no, no. This dude is like highly intelligent, great communicator, great evaluator of talent. So I see a lot of parallels and similarities. And listen, I want them to do well. I live here. I want my kids to cheer for the home team. I want them to succeed and hopefully. Dan does that. Yeah, sell some tickets, you know, get Tapper on the right <laughs> yeah. side of yep. history with mm-hmm. the NFL. Uh, 
there's a video surfacing about Dan Campbell, his first year in training camp. And I think he says, like, uh, we're going to train a little harder. We'll go a little longer. We'll think a little deeper. That was, like, kind of the video that he put. That was, like, one of his main thoughts. Like, we're going to be hard. We're going to be tough. We're going to come a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're also going to think deeper, which is a beautiful thing. And whenever you see a barbarian on the screen, you don't necessarily think that. But Dan Campbell's obviously figured it out. Hopefully Dan Morgan can as well. We know one man that's figured it out. That's Greg Olson. Thank you for joining us, buddy. Good luck this weekend. Appreciate you guys. Last Always game of fun. the year. You look fit. You look good. You should be proud. Last game, man. My offseason starts in a week. So hopefully you guys have me back on. I'll have a lot more time. Oh, yeah. We would love that because you know what's going to be talked about next. Yeah, Tom oh, yeah. Brady's sitting right over your shoulder there. You know, he's actually that Miami helmet looking right he's over. Right. Oh, oh, there. He's right <laughs> yeah, there. He is. He's looking over. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Olson. Thank yeah, you, pal. All right. That's real, though. That's on Brady. I know. And actually looking forward to knowing where he's calling games because he has to call games. He's so good. So so good. good. He's so good. He's, he's got to be number one. Yeah. Yes. He, um, him talking about Dan Morgan was cool. I think Carolina Panthers fans are going to enjoy yeah. it. If there's any left. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, I don't know if there are. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't really talk about Carolina Panthers much uh, because very rarely is anybody going to see it. You know why? Because I'll guess. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Carolina Come on, Panthers Shepard. fans have kind of given up even. They'll be back though. Dan Morgan's ready. He had a cowboy collar. Oh yeah, he'll, he will. He'll, he'll lead them back. Yes, he will. Carolina Panthers coming back. They got their MCDC. Still need a head coach. Oh yeah, he'll find one. Yep. But Dan Morgan, only one team can win the Super Bowl though. Thirty-one other teams are going to be pissed. It's beautiful, isn't it? Hell yeah. There are four teams left. We'll be talking to one of their tight ends in about a matter of 40 minutes or so. George Kittle will join us from the San Francisco 49ers. That'll be an absolute blast. Joining me now is a group of dudes that have been joining me for like the last five years or so. Mm -hmm. Sure. An incredibly talented bunch. Let's start with the talks table. That boss of Connor and that Teichman. I see a lone wolfing over there howling at the moon. How do you feel, pal? Yeah, yeah, I feel good. This is just one of those oldies. I wore this one a long, long time ago. Saw it, you know. Actually, I have all these shirts hung up right now, kind of putting my life together a little bit, if you will. Wow, so, hey, yeah, yeah, here so we go. Scrolled through them, you know, in the closet, came upon this one. I said, you know, I haven't worn this in a while. I think I got it way back in September or August, so I might as well throw it on. Yeah, because if you wear the same outfit twice, obviously you're going to be judged. Exactly, yes. And, you know, I'm not. I gonna, would never do that. No, no, no. And never. I, I, I definitely haven't worn this one, you know, before until right now. Yeah, you look fantastic. And Ty, Green Bay Packers no longer in it, but boy. We got some great matchups this weekend in your Tegrity hat. Yeah, yeah. Tegrity Farms. Uh, shout out Randy Marsh. Shout out South Park. Uh, you know, we, we got a, a big old box, a, a Keurig box. We thought maybe new coffee maker. No. no. Whole bunch of South Park swag in there. You got your, your LA Kings Cartman uh, figurine on your desk. And I don't know if we can. There it is. Wait a minute. Is that? Is that is that you as a South Park <laughs> yeah, character? What? That was sent from the South Park folks. I guess they watch our show. Pretty cool. Shout out. So that Sweet. means we're going to get absolutely destroyed in an episode at some point, I would assume. Probably. Awesome. But also, shout out to Frank, Trey, and Matt. Yep. Shout out. And for the hat, you look fantastic. Yeah, great ball cap. I love it. One half of the hammer. Don. Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. Tone, how are we gambling right now? Are we swinging a hot back going into the championship? We weekend? actually are. The playoffs have been good. Um, two year, five, seven years in a month is how long we've been doing this. Holy shit. Wow. Seven yeah. I was in the NFL eight years. So That's just, crazy. February That's- 2017 is when uh, we came out here. So My God. Wow. Boys, we're still doing it. Wow. Still doing it. Nobody would have. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Get me? No, no way. And a man who is 
been sprinkled along the way. Mm-hmm. All season, Monday through Wednesday, we can't thank him enough. Nine-year NFL vet, Derek J. Butler. Uh, Ebunch, you've been around a long time. Last two years here, uh, we became teammates in 2012. So I just ran it all together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it whenever you were thinking about getting into the internet. (laughs) Darius was thinking about getting into the internet. You almost start doing the internet because great personality, obviously. Uh Smart. work ethic, smart, understands it, entertaining, that whole thing. He was like, should I hire somebody? You know to do it. I'm like, you'll hate them, whoever it is. You'll hate it. You'll hire, hire, hire. You just got to do it. You've gone full board. Hey. Great advice. You've built an incredible career. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, it's a hell of a year by you. We're championship weekend. You've been crushing Ooh, it this year. It's fun, man. Fly by, but uh, it's the best time of the year right now. You're damn right. Joining us now is a man who has had success this time of year, both at college and in the NFL. Mm. He's the current president of Ohio, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. Somehow no Pro Bowls, though. That Make that make sense. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. Yeah. Hawker, how you doing, pal? Good. Hey, Greg was awesome, but you like that made me curious at the end. Do they have a plan? Have they said what they're going to do when Tom comes on to, to broadcast next year? Like, where's anybody going to be? No. So, like, that has been the kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the dangle. He's like, Tom's going to take a year off, you know, enjoy his life a little bit, probably invest some time in things that he hasn't been able to, and then he's going to join the Fox number one team next year. And remember, it was uh, ten years. Kendall. Oh. Kendall announced it on the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Remember when that happened? Yeah, Kendall yeah. Roy. Uh, Kendall Roy. Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah. Uh, of the Lachlan family though. On an mm. earnings call of Fox, somebody popped off oh, at the mouth. Man. Was like, "We're paying five hundred million dollars, Tom Brady." So, <laughs> yeah. so you tell me, yeah. and then it broke news. Yeah. Tom Brady's going. He wasn't supposed to say that. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady's going <laughs> oh, to Fox. Yeah. He's going to be the number one commentator. And they're like, "Well, they got Greg Olson." And then it became like a thing. And they're like, "Well, he's not doing it this year. No, he's, it's next year, whatever." And Greg Olson has only become like one of the top guys. Like that is what he is. Become so. What does that look like? We don't know. We'll cover in the off season, though, won't we, AJ? I mean, that is an off season. Oh man! Oh, oh yeah, AJ. That is an off season conversation. I can't wait for AJ. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, Greg's awesome though. Greg and, and Burkhart are an unbelievable crew. I love what they're doing. I like how Greg was saying, like, no, we don't. We don't need to tell you like whether we agree or disagree with why they're doing this decision. We're trying to explain to you the options and why they like take you through their thought process when they're making a decision like this, going for two or whatever it is. I think they keep it light, too, which is beautiful. He's not as jaded. Now, if he was to do this for 20 years, mm. would he potentially get jaded by some of the things? Maybe. And maybe that's what people hear through the microphone, too, of people that have been doing it a very long time, have seen a lot of things, have been around, and committed a lot of their life to it. Every once in a while, a fresh perspective is good for all parties. What will happen with Tom Brady and Greg Olson next year? I have no idea. But I do know somebody's going to say, is Greg Olson available? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will take him. And his deal, we looked it up. Now, who knows what's real in the deal conversations because obviously they've talked about ours and been wrong every single time and then printed it as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. Still running with it. Still running with it as it's a matter of fact. So you have no idea what's real or not. Allegedly, as the number one guy, $10 If he drops down to like the number two booth, $3 But he does have an opt-out if he's able to become a lead person in another network. So... There's there's certainly some... Somebody's got... There's only a couple number one squads at CBS... ESPN, ABC, like there's only a couple of those spots and they're not firing those people right now. Apple is going to get in the game. You know, yeah. there's Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Netflix yeah. probably now Netflix, with what yeah. we're yep. seeing with the WWE yep. deal. I mean, there's 
there's going to be a lot for talented commentators. So good for Greg Olson and good for Brian Callahan. Yeah. Former offense coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, although he did not call plays. He was certainly in the building when the success was had. Son of a legendary offensive line coach in the NFL, Brian Callahan, now the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, right. Now, AJ, we had been told by numerous people that league sources assumed that Aaron Glenn was going to be the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, defense coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Now, the Detroit Lions still playing, so did that hinder a potential interview process, and they fell in love with Brian Callahan when he came in the building? Who knows? We just talked to Greg Olson. We've had this conversation before. Hiring an offensive-minded head coach, make sure that you have an offensive coordinator going forward if you have success, because that is a massive fear for some people. Amy Strunk, though, fired Vrabel to get to the front of the line, she said, and now she hires Brian Callahan. What do you think? How are your thoughts on it? And uh, how do you see it all going? I, so I, I wonder if they were already like dialed in on Callahan early on from the jump when they fired Vrabel, or if all of a sudden he kind of jumped, you know, jumped out at him once they brought him in for an interview. I'm sure they were obviously hiring him to bring him in for an interview, but then maybe they started thinking like, all right, this this dude could be the guy. Maybe he is really the guy, and he he really impressed them. And yeah, I don't know. Time will tell. Let's see. If you win games, it's a great hire. We have no idea right now. We have zero clue. This is, you're not winning any headlines, I don't think, with the no. Brian Callahan hire. But I guess you can think back to the playoffs when the Bengals won into Tennessee and Joe Burrow got sacked nine times, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they times. still won the game. Amy Strunk's watching the game going, how the hell did they win the game? <laughs> how the hell? We need a little piece of that. And we'll have no idea if this is good until a year or two into him building his culture yep. and everything like that. Kind of a surprise, though, I think, by all parties. Definitely. It kind of came out of nowhere for me. But uh, even with uh, the success that Browning had once Burrow went down to kind of keep him, you know, keep him in mm-hmm. it. Of course, end of the season. Obviously, you know he had to do something positive. But Zach, uh, so Zach calls the plays there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that w- once again, you mentioned it early in the first hour. Since 2022, every team at this point now has changed their offensive coordinator. We talked about it earlier in the year. Only two quarterbacks I can think of: Matt Stafford and uh, is it Joe Burrow has had the same play caller for mm-hmm. at least three years in their helmet. So you think Patrick Mahomes Callahan too? calling the plays, so though? Is he calling the plays in Tennessee? Not no. Exact, well, oh, oh you're in Tennessee? Well, assume. If he didn't call him in Cincinnati, why are they gonna, is he going to come in and do it now all of a sudden? Well, didn't that happen time? with Zach, right? When Zach yep, got yep. hired from the Rams yep, over yep. to Cincinnati, he had never called plays before. In the first year, they're yep. god-awful. God-awful. Yeah, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, Carol's years, years, I think. Mike McDaniel. Like, There's been a bunch of guys that have had success that haven't called plays. Um, you know, they, they did say they wanted to get to the front of the line, and this is the first hire that they didn't that the team didn't already have the person in the building. So maybe this is you know, this is a guy they wanted the whole time. Vrabel's thinking to himself a right. uh, Brian <laughs> over a Mike Vrabel. How about him? Let's do the Vrabel story now. And the Bill Belichick story. Where? Yeah, where? I don't know. Harbaugh's in LA allegedly today. Yeah. Everybody's kind of linked them together. Now, granted, everybody was linking Aaron Glenn to the Tennessee Titans, so who knows what's real and what isn't yeah, at this he get, point. Is he screwed out of a job now? Is Glenn is are any other places like is he high on the list that we hear of? AQ Shipley is gonna come in here tomorrow and showcase Aaron Glenn just out scheming the shit out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past weekend. And I'd assume that AQ's not the only one that has noticed that with Aaron Glenn. They fire the DB coach, and then the defense yep. becomes the best defense in football pretty much. Yeah, exactly, and the players love it, and that's all I care about. The players absolutely love Aaron Glenn, so let's run it back just like Ben Johnson did last year. It'd be perfect. They're saying Ben Johnson out the door, right? Probably, yeah. oh, yes. Yeah, he, but where? Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. Washington. There's only so many but, gigs available. But Slowick is Slowick. allegedly supposed to go to Washington. Right, in I, person. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I assume at this point, like leading up to – and and – Obviously, with the Lions still being in, and if they win this week, does that still happen? But 
from everything that's been on Twitter, it's basically been like a two-horse race between Slowick and, and Ben Johnson. And they want to make change, obviously, and do their thing, bring in an offensive coordinator. Either of them are going to be, we assume, smashing successes. Not only when the hire happens, the fans are going to be happy, but we assume the team will get better whenever they're brought in there. But it's like you start playing musical chairs with these seats. We keep forgetting about the Panthers, too. We just, I think we just keep thinking they're not going to hire a head coach. Well, Dan Morgan. Now Dan, Dan Morgan. Morgan. Vrabel might have be. A good, yeah. Well, he get a big say in it. Hopefully Dan Morgan has Vrabel a, a, a fit, huh? big say in this. Vrabel feels like the right guy. You know Dan Morgan? I do not know him personally. I've been a fan from afar forever from that guy. Because that would the, be Spielman, Holmes, yep. MCDC. Yeah, same, yeah. same. If you were to do Dan Morgan, Mike Vrabel, mm-hmm. it would be two alphas. And a, a real alpha knows when it's time to concede to yep, another yeah. alpha. Mm-hmm. I think it's how MCDC described Brad Holmes. Hey, let's go. If that was accurate, <laughs> that, was it. that was from like four years ago, <laughs> three years ago that he said that. But that we, I guess Vrabel could, has not really been linked anywhere. Bill Belichick's only been linked to the Atlanta Falcons. Only. Only. That's you know, it. And Schefter brought that up yesterday. And then I saw a bunch of people in sports media quote tweeting it and being like, We've been kind of mentioned this, like Bill Belichick's market might not be as big as everybody thinks it is because a lot of people probably wonder if his style can win in 2024. The way he goes about doing things, especially at the age of 71, 72, or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, is he going to be able to relate to a team, build a team, and win for a team? I guess that's a real question mark, even though we were just blowing that off completely. Yeah, then how long is he going to be there, right? Because we don't see him coaching, at least I don't, at least – you know, past two or three years, and then like that power shift, like the power dynamic. Once Bill just mentioned the alpha thing, once Bill comes into your building, like everything is, all the decisions are probably going to be, you would assume, be made uh, by him. And it seems like it's a youth movement, at least so far. Callahan's, I think he's younger than 40. Mayo's obviously younger than 40. What's the high, other hire they had? Antonio Pierce. 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 He's younger. 40, maybe? 40. So still young. young. Consider yeah. young. Yeah. yeah. So Vrabel, what, 48, but still a great still coach. Young. Obviously, Carroll's out of there. Um, Bill, 70, 72. So, I mean, we'll see. Harbaugh, though, allegedly going to be the Chargers coach. Yeah, but yes. You know. No, agreed. Completely. Was he 60? And he might also coach for 40 more years. Right, right? exactly. At the age of 60, you know, with the way he goes about it. He's got it. at least 10 of them. Yeah, he's still got another story to be written about his coaching career. In the passing of the torch thing that he said to Root, John Root, I think is the guy's name. I saw mm-hmm. him quote tweeted, Tom Root. Oh. Hmm. Mr. Root. Johnny or Tommy Root? Mr. Root. Mr. Root. Are we sure his last name was Root? Yeah, Root was definitely in there. Certain Root. That's going to be a name you're going to remember. Johnny Root? Johnny Root. Johnny Root. Johnny Root. Johnny Rooty. Boom, there's Johnny Root right there. Yep, Johnny Root. All right, sweet. So in his interview with Johnny Root, he said there's a passing of the torch happening. Yeah. Now, I assume that that was Jim Harbaugh to Sharon Moore, but Schefter said he's talking about the team, too, potentially. J.J. McCarthy gone, Blake Corham gone. You let it slip a little bit, really. Realizing the moment, hey, this works. This works multiple ways. Yeah, both of those, you know, do make sense. I do feel that. But everybody's linking Harbaugh to the Chargers, and then Commanders at Slowick or Ben Johnson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Titans get Callahan. Mm-hmm. Raiders got Antonio Pierce. Seattle, who saying Dan Quinn Dan to Quinn. Seattle still, but but they've interviewed. I mean, Vrabel interviewed there too. But, uh. I don't know. Let's talk about a team that currently isn't looking for anything new: the Buffalo Bills. After another heartbreaking ending of a season. And once again, 31 teams are going to be pissed every year. This is how it goes. Mm-hmm. And people are starting to call Josh Allen a lot of things. Is he Peyton Manning, Tom Brady with Patrick Mahomes? Is he actually Phil Rivers? There's a lot of people saying a lot of things about Josh Allen, who we went through his stats yesterday, has been phenomenal in these games in which everybody blames him for losing. Here's how he started his press conference uh, postseason with, you know, obviously a lot of questions on everybody's mind. 
on the bright side, we woke up this morning, yeah, right? We're, we're, we're all here. That's good. Um, Anytime you're saying that. You know, losing losing is never fun. It's it's a part of the game. It's the worst, well, second worst part of the game. Obviously, injuries are the worst part of the game. But um, it's the reason why you play this game is because you don't want to feel this way. But when you do feel this way, it makes um, winning all that much more special. And, you know, this isn't something that we're going to run from. It's not something we're going to hide from. You know, we got we got to take it on the chin and continue to learn and, and get better. And I know that doesn't... It's not what people right. want to hear. Uh, they want to see results. We want to oh. see results. We're just like, just like you guys. We we want to win, you know, and that's that's the fact. And uh, at the end of the season, there's one happy team, and we're gonna keep fighting and, and keep working as hard as we can until until we are that one team. So um, long road ahead, long off season. Got to continue to keep putting in the work and, and getting better in the off season and, and getting getting together with guys and figuring out what we can do to get over the sun. It'll be sweeter when we win, he says. You know, you uh, need the storm to appreciate the sun, and you need the darkest dawn to make the brightest light. I mean, this is how it goes. I appreciate the way he's talking about it and how it's a long run. We're not going to run from this. Obviously, everybody in there is pretty much contractually obligated not to do that. But I do think that at some point when the Buffalo Bills win, we're going to look back on all this talk about the Buffalo Bills not being able to win and think like, you remember when we were saying this about Josh Allen and McDermott and everything they got going? Because they have all the pieces, AJ, don't they? The defenses have not done great in the games in which they lose. And we got a lot of love for a lot of people on that defense, obviously. But whenever they start bringing up these stats and analytics on how the defensive side has performed in these massive games against these great quarterbacks, it has not been fantastic. But that's playoff football. Do you still believe in the Bills going forward? And how do they get over the hump? AJ, why don't you figure it out for him as the Super Bowl champion? Come on. I tell you what, that's a great question that a lot of people in a lot of front offices in college, high school, NFL are all trying to figure out what do we have to do to get over the hump? We have a good team. We, you could say we have a great team almost. We just can't figure out a way to be an elite football team yet. We can't win those games to get us uh, into the next level, to get us at least to play for that Super Bowl. I don't know. I mean, as long as you have Josh Allen, your window's there. You're fine. You, have a, you definitely have a chance. You're, what, you're one of the handful of teams that can win it all. No question if Josh Allen is there. Now, obviously, they were unlucky with a lot of injuries, especially on the defense, I think, at the end of the season. Yes. So mm-hmm. we'll see, man. Keep Josh Allen there. I don't know what – I mean – Everyone wants to fire every head coach, don't they? If you don't win the Super Bowl, everyone wants. To, everyone says, fire everybody. Get rid of the whole squad. Well, they already fired their offensive coordinator how many games in this year. People forget about that. Well, and so. Leslie Frazier was the D coordinator last year. They have a new OC, new Joe Brady, who did a fantastic yeah. job, I think we all think, towards the end. And he'll get another head coaching opportunity or looks if they have success again next year. And then McDermott's calling the plays. You think they have what it takes? Obviously they do. Right, yeah. D-Butt? It's said- just they got a couple big bad wolves in the AFC right now, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously Lamar and then uh, Patrick Mahomes, who's, who's been on the top of that mountain shit since he took over. Um, so it's going to be tough to get past them. But I said it yesterday. As long as they have – we always say it starts with the quarterback. I don't care who you hire the head coach, who does this, who does that. It starts with the quarterback. Josh Allen has been phenomenal. Uh, but it, we all know it comes down to a few plays in these games, mm-hmm. and, and they just have been on the wrong side of it, unfortunately. So we'll see if they figure it out. But it's, it's tough. That's why it's so sweet when you stand up there and you actually hoist the Lombardi because it is so, so tough to do. It took Peyton – shit, it took Peyton a while to get, you know, yeah. past the big bad wolf in New England. Yeah, Dan Marino. Yeah, never got exactly. Him. What about, hey, Steve Young, you guys remember seeing the clip? Who is it that's like taking the monkey off of Steve Young's back? It's a famous clip from the Ooh. sideline. When he finally, is that when he finally won the Super Bowl? I guess. What year I don't was know that? I do how wonder. long he had. 
I don't know how long the buildup was, but I remember that clip. You see it all the time. John Elway, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This so. one's for John. Yeah. End of his career. We had he that entire too, yeah. Thing. yeah. See ya. It's not easy, obviously. You got to have a lot of pieces. Got to make the plays. I think they're going to be without one of their big pieces going forward, if the internet's telling me right. Yeah, definitely. Probably probably a couple. I think Gabe Davis probably not back with the Buffalo. What? Bills. Yeah, he, he's probably Whoa. out. Why? Uh-huh. What happened? I mean, maybe. <laughs> Man, there's a video. Still, it still, looks there's, so. there's a video. He, he's uh, still injured? He and Bill's Mafia were going out. He was a bit upset. A bit. I mean, they're emotional. Obviously, you see, we're alive. Anytime yeah. you're saying, I'm still alive. I woke up. I didn't morning. fall. That's we're tough. still here. You're down. And Gabe Davis was down. Bill's Mafia was down. And they were having a little bit of a spat. Yeah, sure. They'll be able to patch things up. How did it start? I don't Do think know? so. You say a blue collar team, uh, they'll cheer for you until you, you know, they'll, they'll turn on you. They certainly yeah. will turn. I mean, that is a, a blue collar shit talk in town. I assume Buffalo is just from what we've seen yeah. from the Bills oh, Mafia yeah. and having to, you know, deal with that weather that we all saw publicly for six months of the year. I assume they're a tough crowd. And obviously that place is electrifying. They will certainly help the team that they're cheering for. Mm-hmm. No doubt. But if their team starts giving them reasons, to potentially question the people that are representing their city, mm-hmm. boy, that's coming as well. Oh, yeah. And those are some of the greatest moments. Now, Gabe Davis and Bill's Mafia got caught up in a situation. I hope they're able to mend fences. You don't think that's the case. No. But you're also <laughs> a person who is rooted against the Buffalo Beals for a very long time. You said their window was over years ago. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think what I'm hearing from Super Bowl champion, how many years you play? Uh, 11. I think it was 12. 12. I think yep. it was 12 years. <laughs> he refuses to count the last year. Yep. And then there's nine years here, mm-hmm. so 21 yes. years saying if you got Josh Allen, the window's still open. Yeah. But as a Patriots fan, it seems like you don't want to admit that. Well, no, it's not about admitting it. I, I completely agree. Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, there's no doubt about that. And having Josh Allen, your window is technically open. But like, this is the thing with the entire Bills team. It's like, yes. They're going to win 10 games no matter what. No matter what. With Josh Allen, they're going to win 10 football games a season. So, like, at, at a certain point, and I'm not calling for Sean McDermott's job, well, but at a certain point. Dan Orlovsky. Uh, exactly. At a certain point, like, if, if you're just consistently doing the same thing every year, you're obviously not going to get rid of Josh Allen. No one's going to do that. Maybe trade him to New England. But you're obviously not going to do that. <laughs> but at, at a certain – no, you got your guy. At a certain point, though, like, you do have to change something. And, and it's not personnel. And, sure, their injuries were brutal. Like, losing Matt Milano's tough. I think Bernard got hurt. They bring the in Von Miller. They change the D coordinator. Mm-hmm. They change the offense coordinator. They've done stuff. Exactly. They change everything but one thing. And, B- and Bill Belichick's out there. And I don't want Bill Belichick to go to Buffalo. And I'm not saying they should fire Sean McDermott. But if they do this again next year, are we having the same conversation? And if they do this again the year after? Because guess what? Mahomes isn't going anywhere. And Lamar's <laughs> not going anywhere. And, and Andy Reid's not going anywhere. And next year, you know who's healthy again? Joe Burrow. You know who else is healthy again? Aaron Rodgers. Something you know else healthy? Andy Richardson. Andy Richardson. Andy Richardson. Richardson. CJ Stroud. Herbert. 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 Exactly. Also, like, the, that's the Herbert thing. Like, if we, we expect Jim Harbaugh to go, and, like, we know how Jim Harbaugh is as a coach. Like, you don't have some analytical doofus as your head coach anymore, potentially, if they hire Harbaugh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're just, you know. That's I real. Mean, hey, Jeez. it's the way it is, okay? <laughs> Guess what? Jim Harbaugh is a little bit better of a coach than Brandon Staley is. So if he gets in there, like, and he turns the Chargers around with Herbert in the playoffs, like, that's... Well, I don't know what Antonio Pierce is doing. With the, it exactly. feels like AFC is just rising, a very rising tide, seemingly. It's only getting tougher. So the Patriots, their reign of dominance comes to an end. And then the entire conference is like, well, we're actually here. Yeah. So it sucks for the timing for the people of Buffalo and anybody in the AFC East. But also, I still think they're in it, obviously. I still think they're good to go. But boy, whenever they're watching the Chiefs 
and the Ravens this weekend in M&T Bank Stadium. They're going to think to themselves, there's the top of the class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and this Baltimore Ravens team, I don't think we've anybody has talked about them enough all year. They're so good. They are so good at football. Filthy. They are so They mirror how Michigan plays. It's just like dominating yeah. football. And then you look at the score, and it's a two-score game. And it's like, well, how are they going to come back? They're not. Because you're not going to get the ball enough. Because they're going to drain the clock if they want to. They're not going to make big mistakes. Lamar Jackson's playing better than ever. They're opening up the offense. The defense has two best linebackers in football, people are saying, aside from Fred Warner and obviously a few others that they're talking about. It's like from top to bottom, they got Justin Tucker. Now, punter Jordan Stott is having to deal with following Sam Cook, who's one of the legends, but also a very difficult stadium to punt in. Pulling in the middle of the field last week, Houston took it to the crib, obviously, Mm -hmm. their only touchdown. So their only weakness would be the punter, but the punter's phenomenal as well. He just had a bad ball. So it's like from top to bottom, they are ready for this moment. And then you think about the Kansas City Chiefs, you think, well, Patrick Mahomes, just Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some magic, and he's getting a chance to experience it. It's like Bills fans have to watch with a reality in a pragmatic situation. It's like those teams are better than us right now. Yeah. And they're better than a lot of people in this league. And I can't wait to see what Baltimore does with Kansas City. Oh, yeah. You know, because we haven't seen them blink, really, the no. Baltimore team. They no. lose to the Steelers twice. They lose to the Colts. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's, it. it's the Colts. That's going to be – Colts are a tough out. And they, lost, they lost to the Steelers like uh, seven of the last eight. So, like, that just happens. Which, could you imagine Mason Rudolph gets into the dance? Oh, should have. He has to go to M&T Bank Stadium and you know, that whole thing. But it's like that Ravens team has been so dominant, nobody's talked about them at all. No, it's George Bulldogs. You know, we're finally here. We can finally talk about them. They're so good the entire year. Same with the Niners. But like, uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, oh my yeah. god! I didn't even realize. Yeah, yeah I thought that's why you brought it up. No, sweet. I didn't even bring it. No, I would never king. bring something up like that. How old was he? Ten, Ten. maybe eleven. I didn't do the math. That's a long time for those Good bulldogs, life. right? Yeah. Good life. Good Winning is the uh, bulldog, most accomplished bulldog in Georgia, Georgia mm. history. Well, what number? Ten. Ten. I'll get ten. I'll, I'll, I'll get X. Two national. The next, the next guy's already in line and probably a couple years older. Jordan Love. Yeah. Oh. I'll go eleven. Mm-hmm. He's currently serving as the team Uga. I don't know if his name That Uga lost to Bama in the SEC championship. Something this Uga refused to the do. The Uga that him. passed yeah. his name was, I don't know how it's pronounced, Q-U-E. It's either Q or... K. 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 Well, yeah, in, in Spanish it's K for sure. I would assume the University of Georgia would use a Spanish name. Yep. Mm-hmm. K-Pasa. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, K. Mm-hmm. What's that? Yep. What's that, D-What? I, I agree. Something about it wholeheartedly. Makes sense. K ten K X, that is no no. Alga's no. name was Q Q U E K. It could have been an Amish Stone Cold. What? Like Connor Q. Oh, it's Spanish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> He's a dog. You're right. What? K. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he barks. K. K. What? Yeah, he slobbers. K. And loud. Mm-hmm. Those bulldogs are loud. Oh, yeah. I make so, you got a couple of them, though. Yeah, I got two of them. They snore. They snore. lick. They, yeah, they do. Have, they make a lot of noise. Pope. Yeah, it is the Mickey Loomis mouth yeah. on every bulldog. Ooh, bingo. <laughs> Uga X, the University of Georgia's former mascot who saw the school's football team win two natties, has died at the age of 10. Born on May 27th, was a Taurus, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uga X, fondly nice Q, died peacefully at his home in Savannah on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, he had a four-bedroom. Good life. Who? Good who do you live with? Honestly, who? Who? I got eleven. His house. house. Yeah. I got six. Okay. His yeah. wife Bingo. and kids. What do you six. mean? Yeah. I'll go, yeah. 
August 6th was the stud. Okay, VI. Mm-hmm. They've kind of studded August 6th out because of the good stance mm-hmm. that August 6th nice. had. He's always sitting on the porch. Buddy. Rest in peace, August 10th. Q. We'll miss you, Q. Anyways, to your point, though, Baltimore's been so dominant all year, it's just been expected that they're supposed to be here. Yeah, and just finally it's, you know. Which is crazy because nobody talks about Lamar and the Ravens like that ever. No. You not know? enough. Not, not this year. How many people you think will watch that? this game? What's that? How many people you think are going to watch this game? Are these numbers coming out? 60. So 60, 60 million. 60, at least 65. 60. 50 million. I know. Bill's Last Chiefs. Game, right? 49 million, I think, right? For the. Yes. Bucks Lions? Yeah, for mm-hmm. Bucks Lions. Yep. 50 million, 49 million. Mm-hmm. Nuts. <laughs> these are absurd numbers. You know, we just talked to Nick Khan with the WWE, and they just negotiated a 10 year, $5 billion deal with Netflix. Hmm. WWE is not getting 50 million people to watch a broadcast. Nobody is. The amount of power and leverage that the NFL has right now with all these streaming play- like Netflix is in the game now. Oh, yeah. That's what the WWE thing shows me. Netflix is in the game. They got a big bank, they got big worldwide subscribers. Yeah. Amazon already in. Apple going to try to get in this thing. They already did with the MLS. Have you been getting the Apple notifications too? Yeah, like they when have there's been a, doing that. When there's a close game now for Bills Chiefs, phone, on my phone through Apple TV or Apple Plus, whatever the hell it's called, they'll give you an update like, hey, five minutes left, close game, Bills Chiefs. So they're obviously, mm-hmm. there's some sort of ango there <laughs> to get into the NFL. Let alone some other platform that we don't even know is going to be created just to launch football like Fox was pretty much. Fox Sports was basically founded around the NFL coverage. Yep. And it's like... They're in a good spot. Roger Goodell's in a good spot. Great spot. But you're right. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, in that stadium is going to do what it does, too. Mm-hmm. That's going to be electrifying to watch. Early Tony game. on the call. Oh, Come on. Oh, yeah. Kidding me? So many audibles out there. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. Well, I don't know because Josh Allen's not playing. That's usually Tony's. He sticks with the way, way time. I think Patrick Mahomes is a white 80 guy. He might be, but. Tony typically reserves that for Josh Allen. We'll see though. He might he might throw a curveball this weekend. Mm-hmm. Wonder what he does with Lamar. Just circles. Yeah. So many. So many different things. Tony Romo is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he has nothing prepped. Nothing. <laughs> I think he has nothing prepped. He's just in the moment. However, this goes, it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think any of his stories, any of his gimmicks, any of his things. I don't think he's going in again going, God, get these in. No. I think he's just like, what is Tony Romo thinking? Yeah. Whenever the game's going. And I want to let him know, I enjoy the ride alongside you, Tony Romo. It's the best. I, which is why when he has nothing, well, I'm, shit, I don't know. Gene, what, what do you think, Gene? I don't know. What do you, I mean, I don't got anything for this. He's the best. Yeah. And, and the you, best. You can tell that that's the feeling, too, from Nance. Next time they open up the, the game, you know, and they will. They'll be in the booth. They'll open it up, them, too. Just watch Nance. The best, Na- Nance Nance knows, has no idea we're no, coming. No idea. He, he, it, it's almost as if he is so nervous when the game starts because he doesn't know if right away Tony's going to do one of those or if he's going to just be giddy, happy. Because oh, Bill's remember? Chiefs, he was he's always he was giddy. so happy he's so about giddy. Bill's Chiefs before the game. <laughs> he was grinning ear to ear. It was awesome. Like It made me more excited for the game. You remember when he had that piece of candy stuck in his mouth? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Yeah, oh, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, like a cough drop coming back from Drake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take awesome. forever to eat these Werther's Originals, Jim. Jesus Christ! Had <laughs> it in my mouth whole quarter. He's the best. Yeah, he's done the full. He's done the full circle. Oh yeah, incredible. God, I hate this guy. Eh, 
man, he's the best. That's the public perception. Yeah. 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 I've been down here in this part for a while now. It would be nice to maybe turn the corner. Congrats to Tony for getting up there. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, Paisan. Welcome Tony. back, Tony. Way to go, Paisan. Big fan. There's going to be a lot of people watching that game. And then Niners-Lions, I mean, that is that is the makings to be huge. Obviously, San Francisco 49ers fans have been very faithful, obviously, in lo- long-time fans. And now they have a lot to brag about. And then this Lions story, I think everybody's kind of getting on board with it, as they should. It's a beautiful thing happening over there. Now, when we talk about broadcasting coverage and we talk about uh, one particular situation, you know, not everybody gets it right all the time. No. Tom Rinaldi has told phenomenal stories for a long time. We're all big fans of Tom Rinaldi. Tom Rinaldi is very nice to us. Tom Rinaldi has obviously uh, done things and created things in the past that has made us think and laugh and cry. What? Everything. The whole gamut of emotions. Tom Rinaldi is a talent. He had a pretty hilarious line during his last game mm-hmm. about Matt LaFleur, delivered in a Tom Rinaldi fashion. You know, guys, Matt LaFleur tells me that anytime Andrews Carlson goes out there to kick, he just closes his eyes and he prays. Mm. Back to you guys. Now, <laughs> the way I was taken, yeah. especially with the way that game ended, mm, with yeah. Durs missing, was obviously its whole thing. Matt LaFleur... In a press conference, chose to address it. Here's him talking about the situation. You apparently told them that you pray before every kick you guys have. That was extremely disappointing uh, <laughs> that that's how that message got uh, portrayed. Um, you know, I've been doing this for, been a part of production meetings for ever since I became a coordinator. And I've never had a, an experience like that. But. It is what it is. I talked to Anders about it. And, Anders, sorry. You know, I think anytime There's, yeah. something's out of your control, you, you know, kind of saying it in jest and having fun with it, but <laughs> it got portrayed that way, and, you know, it, it's a learning lesson for me. Yeah, I prayed before Crosby, too. They didn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just talking about it all. It is all in the delivery of the information in those production meetings. I was never a part of them. Were you? And after talking to a lot of players and coaches, they got to give enough information so that the commentators can tell the story of the team that they would like. Like, hey, the reason why we're attacking this is because of this. You know, it is a dance in those production meetings between players and coaches and the coverage. But then there's sometimes where people will feel like they got got by the commentary team or by the broadcast team. Numerous players have had to come out and say, I never said that. That is not real. That is not how I meant it, if that's the case. Because that one little line from Tom Rinaldi can shape an entire narrative about a guy who's already had a rough season. And the fans are like, all right, LaFleur feels the same way. Mm-hmm. We do. It's a big deal, those things. There's a lot of trust involved in that whole game. Oh, yeah. And I think we uh, you know, pretty much guaranteed that Matt LaFleur will not be giving any information nope. in future production. Forever. That's what we know, for sure. Yeah, he's he's going to mention it. He's going to reference it multiple times. Well, uh, he's going to start talking. He's going to say, well, now nah, I've been burned in the past. Yeah, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Like, he's probably not going to give a whole lot of info because I can see why Ronaldo said it, but just in the timing and everything, how it worked out, yeah, it was a – it's something that LeFleur would probably say. I would say this for any kicker on the stat. Like, it just had nothing to do with him. It's just kicking in general is a scary thing for everybody. Yeah. Have you ever been in Lambo? There's like 30 mile an hour gusts at all times. Mm-hmm. So anytime we're going out to kick mm-hmm. extra pointer, field goal, I just close my eyes and pray. And then LeFleur just walks out of that meeting. And then Tom Ronaldo's like, wait, you remember. Jesus. He just. He did. Pretty big point of the game. A lot happening. And then all of a sudden, Durs is just getting crushed. Uh, I mean, you Packers fans have not been the biggest fan. He's following a legend in Mason Crosby. Mm, for sure. And he hasn't made 
you know, kicks. He that. missed like 14 kicks this year. 10 kicks. You know, if you're Chad Ryland and you're doing it and your team goes 4 and 13, no one gives a shit. Hey, we're getting the third pick. That's awesome. Pumped. When you should beat the number one seed in the playoffs on the road and you miss a 41 yarder and you've been doing it all season, like, yeah. People are going to be pissed off. Why but did they bring back Mason ever? I have no idea. I, I said that kind of in jest, and I, I didn't think they'd actually do it because we mentioned it. Like, that was kind of the the team before Goody and all that kind of stuff. So who knows how that ended and if there was any bad blood there. I, I don't know. But then he signed with the the Rams that one week when, when we were out in New York right before we saw him, and he, he went with the Rams. And, yeah, and then he went to the Giants right after that. And I don't think – he wasn't great with the Giants. I think he missed a couple kicks, so I don't oh, know no. if that had something to do with it. Mason. But, but also we talk about Mason. it all the time. Like, there's not just a, there's not just like a group of guys who you can at this point in the season be like, oh, this guy, like we'll bring him in, he'll be unbelievable. Like that's why you need to have a guy because there isn't just a big scrap heap of kickers who you can replace your guy with and who are going to be automatic and who are going to be great. It just doesn't work out like that. We obviously talk about kicking and putting a little bit more than anybody else because. Obviously, mm-hmm. but like at this stage, it matters. Oh uh, yeah, big time! It absolutely matters. Like Badgley kicking right now, the way he is for the Lions, is oh, a big yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Now the last extra point turned sideways. Right. Now I don't know if that was him or the hold or if it got batted, but he's been a, he's the only moody young guy mm-hmm. doing great for San Francisco. Even though in preseason it was like, mm-hmm. is this guy going to be able to make yeah. a kick? Yeah. And then he just clocks in whenever the game starts yeah. to matter. And on the other side, Bucker and Tucker. Yeah, don't have to worry about them. It's no. like whenever it matters, it matters. You know, Bucker's one of the only humans to have a game winner in the Super Bowl. It's like. And Tucker is the greatest of all time at kicking a football. It is no questions. You don't want to have question marks at that particular position this Ooh. late in the season. No, you don't. And that's a part of it. it and you do comes, close your eyes and pray. Yeah. For a lot of them. And it don't matter who's kicking it. It'd be Vinny, be Tucker, like, what? you know. You see, you see this one literally for game winners <laughs> on a regular basis. People on the sideline, on a knee, arm in arm, head down, not even watching. What do you think they're saying? Please, God. Or gods, let this ball travel through two sticks, and my life will be so much better. It's absurd. And if you miss the ball by that much, an entire city, an entire organization, an entire program yep. is gone. It's a never let your kids be kickers, which is, ever. Which is what Carlson did. Like that forty-one yarder. What? It's not like he missed it terribly. Like he just missed it by a little bit. And it's not completely absolving Jordan Love. But after the game, I was oh. saying, like, you know, yeah, he. He throws that interception on first down, and you'd love him to to live to see another play there and kind of move down the field. But I personally, I think he's thinking like we got to go down and score here. Like we just saw what happened. Like so, field position. Like it's not like hey, let's just get into field goal range and we'll let our rookie kicker send this into overtime. It's like we just saw what happened. Yeah, I shouldn't have thrown that pick on first down, but it's like I got to make a play. We got to go score a touchdown. Tyler Bass has deleted all his social media accounts. Smart man. Smart. From what I heard, didn't they do something though? What's weren't that? they like doing some? Weren't they raising money for him or something for his charity? Somebody was. Bill's mafia probably makes the most of any situation. I, I don't think it's everybody. Yeah, not not Chiefs the fans, ones I talking think to Gabe Davis. Oh, they have a, they have a long history of the wide right situation. That's what long, I think it gave long. everybody. Oh no, they thought of that. Dude, I the, that kicking it, sucks. I kicking would be sucks, awful. Dude. Why would you? I would not I want to kick. Thought he made it. it. Literally, only business decision for me and the family is high school. Like, hey, if you kick this football good, you're going to get paid a lot of money. So we should do that? Yeah. Do you want to run seven miles and kick a ball? Or do you want to take three steps and kick a ball and get paid more money in America? Yeah. Or as opposed to Europe? It's like, I'd like to be a kicker. And I don't think I fully thought it through. 
You know, like whenever I was. Why would you? Why would you at that age? Like when I was like, I'm gonna commit to kicking. My mom though, every game, worst nightmare. Every time. Oh Oh, my gosh! Yeah, I would be. I'd be sitting there in the stands like. All right, please be. We gotta be up by seven or ten. Please don't make this a three-point game. And if we, it comes down to my son trying to drain a kick. We're going to. We're watching at Lucas Oil Stadium, and we'll watch a kicker come out, and it's like a thirty-five yarder, and I'm like, oh my god, so nervous. Yeah. Like so, because so many things could go wrong that nobody thinks mm-hmm. about. Like a kicker uh, kick earlier in that game, Holder Whelan. Yeah. New long snapper, new holder. He had his palm on the ball, mm-hmm. and Carlson just makes it. Nobody talks about that. Right. No. Nobody talks about how that was supposed to be a miss. It was a make. And then if you just literally miss it by this much, it's over. That's why what Justin Tucker does, every time you see that thing just straight as an arrow, yep. perfect end over end, it's like, that son of a bitch might be a robot. Like, yeah, might so. actually be a robot. 30-mile-an-hour Augustine wins. Well, if you hit the ball perfectly end-over-end, end, like, the wind ain't going to do nothing. Harrison Bucker, this past week, hit a 47-yarder into a 30-mile-an-hour wind, I think. And they were saying it was, like, a 10-yard difference. And as the 47 was traveling, he was still looking. Oh, yeah. Does it have enough? His teammates were like, yeah, it's only 47-yarder. And Bucker's like, I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. And he sneaks it in. The camera didn't even have it. The camera it. messed up on that, yeah. The camera didn't even have it. It was, it was so short. It's like, Bucker... Tucker in the AFC side locks. Jake Moody is proven in big games to make kicks. Badgley has as well. Hopefully, this will be a weekend where no kickers get murdered. Yeah. Because this past weekend, there was a lot mm-hmm. of kill the kicker talk. Wow. Anytime Skip Bayless goes to his phone and says, he's kicker. It's like, all right, not great. Obviously not good for the brand. But this weekend, big bounce back weekend for the kickers. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't do anything for you. No, but and and you also, I mean, it's like it's not like he's, you think you think he feels worse about it than I do? I'm sure he does. You yeah. know, it's like it's not like he's going out there trying yeah. to miss. Like he's going to think about that the rest of his life. So it's like you, you under. I mean, it sucks. It just it is what it is. You want to talk about thinking about things for the rest of their life? We look back on the Walter Payton Man of the Year speech Andrew Whitworth had, Ooh. and I forget who on it. I think it was Bleacher Report or maybe uh, Omar did on SportsCenter or. Somebody. Might have been the NFL, too. NFL. N- NFL yeah. might have done our NFL social. Shout out to the NFL social doing it. Hey, they've been picking it up. Yeah, they've oh, been yeah. very they, good. They've been good. NFL social media has done something behind the scenes. We have noticed it. Congratulations over there. It's become fantastic. They mentioned the Walter Payton Man of the Year speech from Andrew Whitworth. And then, obviously, with what happened this past weekend for the Detroit Lions, listen to this. And it's hard not to get emotional while listening. But one experience brought it all together for me this year. And it happened to me on a football field. In our game against the Detroit Lions, I had a young player from the Lions run up to me as soon as the final horn went off. And I saw him sprinting over and I didn't know what was going on. Like we'd known each other forever. I couldn't place him. It made me so nervous. Had I actually played long enough that like a coach's son or player's son is playing against me? Good pop. He stopped that. He said, hey man, you're not gonna remember me. I'm Derek Barnes. You spent time with me when you were a young player in Cincinnati at the Boys and Girls Club, and it meant the world to me. Wow. You used to sit with me and talk to me about life, and I was just a little kid. I want you to know how much it meant to me. I said, man. He goes, you know what? The main thing I wanted to say, Wit, I made it. I made it to the NFL, Big Wit. Wow. That's cool, man. That's cool. 
isn't it? Like, I'm actually kind of getting emotional watching that right yeah. there because I've had a chance to go to the same type of places here in Indianapolis and hang out with the same type of kids. To be on the field and then have somebody experience that, and now look what Derek Barnes is doing. It's a beautiful thing, you know? And for all the negative stories that come out of the NFL, which there are a lot of negative headlines, mm -hmm. negativity hogs publicity. It's things like those that are happening in every single community in which there is an NFL team that are something we should all hang our hats on to say, greatest league on earth, mm -hmm. greatest sport on earth. Hell yeah. And hell yeah, Derek Barnes, for making it happen. And in big wit, being a good human, obviously, AJ. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing. It's, it's easy to for people to you know talk about when guys get in trouble and do terrible things and it's not fun it's not funny to talk about the good dudes but we say it a lot on here yeah we sometimes idiots get highlighted or guys that may say some things that may rile some people up but the majority of nfl players are actually good dudes like even guys that you might not think you're wow that guy's that's a crazy lunatic out there a lot of times those are your best teammates your most loyal teammates and the best guys you have so yeah i think for the most part the NFL is made up of a lot of good dudes that work their ass off. So I think it's awesome that Wit bringing that back now, especially after the pick, is really cool. Yeah. Hey, Big Wit, I made it. What a cool line. Mm -hmm. You know That's what awesome. I mean? That's a cool Sick. thing. That's it's awesome. Obviously, long shots, everybody to make the NFL. And then yeah. for that to take place, I assume Wit was very emotional after. Oh, yeah. And you know, when you you know, when you have that jersey on, you're like a, a, a superhero, you know, of sorts to, to kids and young people. And you had that huge impact. And sometimes you can say the same thing that their parents or their coach or Whoever's been telling them all their life, but hey, hey, kids, stay in school, listen to your teacher. And it's like, oh, shit, Pat McAfee, I met him, and he told me that, or he spent some time with me, had lunch with me. He was just a human, and he uh, showed some love. So to see that, and then obviously to see where Derek Barnes is now, coming off, you know, probably his biggest moment, I would assume, in his career, and going forward. And then just shout out to Wit, too. We've been around him, just a great overall awesome. human. Huge. He loves the hoodie under the sport coat. Yeah, that's his look. New trend. He started. I, I, I yeah, I, and I see others start to do it. Mm -hmm. oh, Rock yeah. Purdy. Well, that wasn't a sports coat. No. Had the hoodie Never. and the bomb. Well, Brock Purdy, dripless, swagless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember, that's what people no, are looking for. No dreads. I got a little emotional watching that whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Right that, that, I feel soft. I think it's because I have a daughter. For sure. No, it's just because it's awesome. Yeah, that stuff. But yeah, so the daughter awesome. doesn't help. It doesn't. It's just like the, it's <laughs> very, si obviously not the same situation whatsoever, but it's like one of those like military family things where like they are surprised by, you know, a father or a mother coming home from tour. And yeah, AJ's talked about that. He always needs a towel for it, but it's like one of those moments, like hearing about it, at least it's like, holy shit, that kid was probably what, eight years old, five years old. And then he ended up in the NFL. Like, what are the odds of that? Let alone wit being connected to him. I think big wits punchline was the best too. Wow. Like wow. that is a that is a wild scene there because obviously Derek Barnes made his way to Wit to tell him like you're a big part of this. You know what I mean? You're a big part of this entire thing. You were a person that had made it, that showed me that you could make it, and this is how you can act if you do make it. Probably made Derek Barnes a better person, yep. but in doing so, I hope it inspires others to give back, show face, and maybe inspire others. What a beautiful thing. It was awesome. After watching it, I like wanted to thank Big Wit because Derek Barnes just made one of the biggest plays in Lions history, and now the whole city's happy, and he's kind of a part of that with that whole story. It was really cool. Yeah, how about the Detroit streets just being absurd? Oh, yeah. man. You gotta love it. Obviously, we saw Foxy on the local news, Fox <laughs> 17, yep, yep. yelling in there. But, I mean, biggest game in the history of Detroit. Yep. And it was almost ended. Now, remember, there was a kneeling situation. Yeah. Right. Should have, should have. At the end of that game. That's crazy. More That's ball. crazy. That happened like that. Isn't it? That's the biggest game. Yeah. That's the biggest game. Ben Johnson. Anything can happen, man. Anything can happen. On a field goal? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Literally anything can happen on a field goal on anything. Like, you get the ball back still if they are going to kick it. Easily. <laughs> Tell you what, I, I don't know about other fan bases, but 
I know a few fan bases would be calling for the head coach's head if that happened. Well, I don't think it makes anybody look good. Obviously, Tampa Bay, Todd Bowles yeah. had an opportunity there. But not just him. Think about the Lions let it happen, too. Yeah. 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 With that one yeah. timeout on like the board. Like God snapping, it was 16 seconds. That's why it all started. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a man who is a two-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, absolute stallion, a model. Uh, I think he's undefeated in WWE sure. as well. Yep. Incredibly handsome. One of the founders of Tight End University. Ladies and gentlemen, San Francisco 49ers dog, George Kiddo. Yeah, George O. love the... Love, nice. love the hat. Love, what, what, what is the hat? Let's talk about the hat. That's beautiful. Just Christian McCaffrey, man, just supporting my teammates out here. I think they spelled his name wrong, but it's close enough. <laughs> yeah, Zin, Zin, Zin. No matter what, that's right. Love everything about the hat. Uh, obviously, Christian McCaffrey is a freak, as are you. And let's just dive right into it. Congrats on another NFC Championship. Yeah. You deserve it. The Thank you. The conversation this week has been loud about Brock Purdy because of you. Has it? Yeah, because of you being oh. on the team and oh. Chris Zinn McCaffrey being on the team and Ayuk and Conley uh-huh. and Jennings right. and the offensive line right. and the right. talent. Like, right. So now, uh. just, what is Brock Purdy like behind the scenes? Does he hear this? And what do you guys try to talk to him about all the bullshit? He's only in his second year right now, George. Um. Well, one, I do a pretty good job of avoiding it unless my mom is sending me links that hey, did you see what this person said and i'm like mom i don't i'm trying not to see that stuff but thank you so much um you know brock's fantastic he's been consistent every single time every single day i see him he's wonderful um i don't know if he listens to the noise i don't know if he reads it i don't know if his parents send the stuff he doesn't act like it. it just seems pretty straightforward and straight ahead you know actually like this past game and i know it didn't go the exact way everyone thought the 49ers were going to play it wasn't our best football by any means until you get to the fourth quarter, and then our offense, our defense, and our special teams are clicking when, hey, it matters most. And, you know, hopefully that just rolls into the next game because, you know, we found our rhythm there. But, uh, you know, Brock played really well when he had to. And there are also moments of the game where, you know, Brock kind of expressed himself to our players. You know, we had a, an MA somewhere, and he's like, yelling at somebody. I'm like, that's what I need, Brock. I need you to yell at somebody. Is that first time? Second, not first time, but, like, whenever he gets, like, something happens like that where he gets to express himself, like, there's a switch that flips. And the second after that, he was cooking. And so I was like, ah, I'm not worried at all. Brock's on it. I'm good. I love that second-year player holding people accountable. That's what you want out of your quarterback. Not always the easiest position. Did you say second-year player? <laughs> Second time in the NFC Championship? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. He stinks, you know, that's, dude. I guess, I, he stinks. That's what everybody, that's what everybody does in their, their first two years, right? <laughs> they just take teams to the NFC Championship games? It makes Yeah, no, that's totally fine. It makes no sense, George. We are. I am baffled by it all. AJ has a question for you. Yeah, George, why? I want to know, like, what? Can you think why is that? We we build Brock up last year when he comes in and kind of does something that we haven't seen before from a guy drafted his position so early on, and then people just love to tear him down now. It feels like they're waiting for him to fail almost. Why do you think that is? <laughs> I think, I don't know. Are people tired of a good underdog story? Like, do people not want to see a, a normal person it? succeed? Like, I'm sorry that he's not like six foot four, 240 pounds, can throw it 80 yards, and, you know, has all these rushing highlights. Like, he, he plays our system perfectly. You see him, he takes the perfect footwork. He has great arm. He has great eyesight. He doesn't just throw checkdowns the entire way up and down the field. He tries to force the ball downfield to try to get the ball into the hands of Debo, Ayuk, and me. Hey, and if that's not open, Christian McCaffrey is underneath for a 10-yard gain. Like, he does all the things that you ask you want of a quarterback, and, you know, people just don't want to see that for some reason right now. And, hey, it is what it is, and I think uh, – 
I know Brock, and I think Brock's just going to keep playing the quarterback position at a super high level. And, you know, I don't think he listens to the noise, so people will just keep talking, and it is what it is. This season, he actually had the longest yards per attempt in the NFL, too. Ah. So, I mean, it's all bullshit. Everything's bullshit. But what isn't <laughs> is obviously that you have continued to just be an absolute beast. Blocking, running, what? with the ball, without the ball. Why do you think you're so good for this Kyle Shanahan offense? And without Ooh. Debo, potentially, what does that mean for the whole group? Um, well, I love football. I think that's the number one thing that is good for this offense. I love being out there. Um, I love running outside zone and that's what we're really good at. When we run, when we run outside zone and gap scheme, especially when you throw that in with Chris McCaffrey and Trent Williams and Kyle Juszczyk and all of our receivers blocking downfield, uh, it's a pretty unique offense. And, you know, hopefully we get back, you know, we didn't run too much outside zone against the Packers. Hopefully we get back to that, which I think we really will against, uh, the Detroit Lions. But, you know, I'm just, I love football. I embody that every single play. I'm out there, try to give it all I can on every single play. And, you know, hopefully I, I get a little, I can inspire some of my teammates to do the same, which, you know, they inspire me every single day as well. So when you got a bunch of guys that are inspiring each other, man, it's good football. I'd have to say that. Yeah, I think so. We love watching you guys. Bunch of dogs all over the place. We talked about last year, obviously, how it ended and how you guys have looked all season. Now we're back. Right? We're back in the same spot. Have you guys mentioned last year? Have you talked about it at all? Are we try not to think about it. What is that whole mindset when you think about it? Um, well, we had a team meeting on Monday, but it was more of a, hey, guys, good job getting a win. Wasn't our prettiest. Figured it out in the fourth quarter. Let's go look at Detroit. You know, that was kind of our team meeting. So we haven't really, you know, our first team meetings tomorrow regarding the Detroit Lions. So don't really know what the message is. And, uh, no, I have not heard a word about, you know, last year's NFC Championship game. You know, it's one of those things where it's, uh, hey, we lost our starting quarterback and then our backup quarterback got a concussion right away, too. So, yeah, we play, you know, play the game without the most important position in football. So, it, it's hard. You, you can't really dwell on it because there's not really anything I could have done differently or, you know, anyone on the team could have done differently. So, yeah, hey, we lost that game and we were able to flush it, move on, play at a high level. And now we're back with another opportunity and do everything that we can to, not let that happen again. What you do immediately afterwards, I don't know, number one seed, buzzsaw. We just keep it rolling, you know. Uh, before we hit the heart out here off of ESPN to continue on YouTube and ESPN Plus, is that shirt made by Kyle Juszczyk's wife? <laughs> this one? No, this is made by Chubby's. And I did give this to Kyle Juszczyk, though. Ooh, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, your Chubby's it's very nice. It, it feels like I'm wearing a blanket that, you know, those really soft ones that your wife gets for your couch. Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like. Yeah, well, I saw. We you, all know that one. I saw you nude. I think didn't I on the internet with this yeah. Chubby's deal? Oh, yeah. The pineapple. You did. Pineapple. You did. Yeah, you did see that as well. Hey, that was a big pineapple, though. That was a big pineapple. Oh, oh yeah. it, huge. Some would say. <laughs> we'll continue on YouTube and ESPN Plus. I'm sure a much better show that's much more professional will continue here on ESPN in about seven minutes. We'll be back tomorrow with What Wednesday. Have a good one. Cheers. Bye, guys. Nailed it. Thanks, Hi, Mom. Hey, that was really good. <laughs> I was trying to text him and tell him what that was. Yeah. Like, hey, in the middle of our conversation, going to have to send it off ESPN. Of course. So we'll just keep moving afterwards. And then he said, wait, am I not on? Are you watching right now? Yeah, I'm watching us. Yeah, it's on a 30-second delay because people say fuck and things like that. <laughs> so it should. It what? should they say what? Fuck. Fuck? Ah. AJ says it all the time, actually, George. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever heard him say it? Brick. Uh, the only time I think I heard him say it was when the Packers lost to the Niners again. Oh! 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 
which leads and it has no effect us. on you because you, you don't you don't play there anymore, so it doesn't really affect you. But it's <laughs> still fun. Hey, where's Ty at? Yeah, yeah. You son of a bitch, George. It's just it's so <laughs> hard. It's so hard because <laughs> is, it? <laughs> is it? Hey, go pack, go the fuck home. <laughs> Listen, George, we all Hell we yeah. all know you guys should have lost. You guys should have lost the game, but it's okay. Hey, good teams win. That's what they do. And, hey, and, and, I, and I guess I guess we'll never know. And, and I guess we'll never know. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll flush it because you're an Iowa guy, and you know what? You got Sam Laporta still out there, and Jack Campbell is. still out there. So the Hawks are well represented in Championship Weekend, which I love. But mm. uh, I'm just curious. At halftime, was there? I mean, I know you guys are so good, so you don't really need like any of the rah rah bullshit. But did like you or Purdy or Christian or Trent Williams or any or Shanahan or any of those guys like was there anything that needed to be said, or was it kind of just like, hey, we clearly are not playing our brand of football right now. If we just stay the course, we're going to be okay, and we're going to be in this thing with an opportunity to win at the end. Um, two things. One, did my go pack go home thing? That's going to be online. So that's awesome. Good job for me. Yeah. Go pack. Go the fuck home. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Sorry to the Packers fans, all the kids out there watching my, my wife's whole family is Packers fans. So, and I hear that sometimes it's just, it gets me triggered a little bit. Okay. So it's personally, they're, they're pretty good now. They all wear the Niner stuff, but I had to hear that for the first couple years of my career. Um, kids don't say that at home Two. Really what was said is, hey, guys, we signed up to play 60 minutes of football. That 30 minutes was not our best football. We have 30 minutes to, you know, go out there and show what we, we, what we can do. Um, and, you know, like anytime, you know, you get up there and you have, you have Trent Williams that, you know, isn't he's an inspiring human being, like just his greatness and then the way he talks to the team. Like Trent, he doesn't talk throughout the week very much. You get him on game day and that dude is – you see the Hall of Fame just, you know, it just glows out of him. And so you get that from him, you get that vibe. It definitely makes you want to go out there and play at an incredibly high level. Do you think the bye week, by the way, with the number one seed was something? I mean, obviously that's going to be discussed forever. It's going to be, uh, is it a gift? Is it a curse? Are you rusty? Are you more fresh? It's like what happened with Baltimore. They ended up winning by 24. You guys started a little slow, didn't play your best football. Like that's the conversation. Did you guys feel that? Or was there a little bit of timing Mm -hmm. potential or what? Well, I thought the weird thing for us was, like, so we went from the Christmas Day versus the Ravens, fly to the East Coast for the Commanders, Eagles lose, we get the one seed, and hey, the next game against the Rams, like, while, you know, every game matters, it doesn't affect our seeding at all, and so we had some guys not play very much, it's kind of like having the mindset to, hey, we have to flip the switch to go play a football game this week that ultimately doesn't affect our season, and all we're trying to do is really get through this healthy while not trying to get rusty, that's a kind of a really weird mindset, you know, to be in. And so whether you could look at that as like we had two weeks off, kind of, you know, most of the players did. Could there be a little rust there? I don't know, maybe. I think, uh, you know, just playoff atmosphere, you know, getting back out there with the boys, it just takes a couple drives to get going, and eventually we did. It was really coming down, too, huh? That rain was crazy. It was, you know what? It, what was so weird about it, it was like it was on and off, and then like there'd be times I was like, oh, should I switch back to my normal gloves because there's no rain anymore? And then... 10 minutes later, it's just pouring. I'm like, ah, never mind. I'm going to stick with the leathers today. And it was great, too, because we scored that last touchdown. And then as, like, the Packers offense is going out there, just torrential downpour just started. And I was just like, Thank let's you, go, babe. California. Thank you to I was the like, Levi's, Levi's Stadium, baby, ready to go. Go ahead, AJ. What are, you, uh, what are you seeing from this Detroit Lions football team in your early film study? I know you said tomorrow you'll get your message and the game plan and everything from the coaches, but – are you uh, surprised at all that they are here in the NFC Championship? And, and what do you see when you watch them on film? No, I'm not surprised at all. Um, 
Yeah, not at all. The way that they play, you can just tell. Uh, you know, everything that Dan Campbell preaches is what the team is. Like, there's no, it's not fake. They're gritty. Wow. They're going to outwork you. They're going to out effort you. They're going to put everything on tape. You know, a thing that, you know, one of my, uh, one of our goals as tight ends is to out try your tryhards. That's like yeah. one of our goals is every week. And that kind of seems like their mindset as well. We're just going to out try you and we're going to put more effort on tape than anybody else. And you see that, and they've got good players to match it as well. And um, and I was looking really just at their offense. Like I'm a huge. I think Frank, their center, is a phenomenal, dog. phenomenal player. Dog. Yeah, absolute, absolute dog. Huge fan of Frank. Uh, met him last year at the Pro Bowl. Super cool dude. So I like watching their offense too. Laporte is fantastic. St. Brown's fantastic. Goff is playing at a high level. So their offense is doing everything they need to do. And hey, their running backs are pretty damn good as well. So like, hey, they have a phenomenal offense. They're playing the way that they need to play. And you know, our defense will do everything they can to slow them down. And then, you know, on defense, uh, they do some different stuff. Their secondary is playing at a high level. Uh, their linebackers are downhill. You know, they're physical dudes. And Hutchinson's playing at a high level as well. So, like, they have guys. They're playing the way they want to play. And, you know, like I said about the Packers is, um, you know, they're hot. They're on a roll right now. And when you have momentum and, hey, you're playing for that city of Detroit, like you could see and feel the energy in that stadium. Like, that is a huge wave of momentum that they're bringing with them to California. No, I've heard some people say momentum's not real. Oh, yeah. yeah there's, there's, there's a, yeah, George, you need to, you're Who in, said this? Was this another non football player that said this? Yeah, George, <laughs> George, yeah, we've been in the middle of it all because JJ. See, I don't hear a lot. So, JJ decided to sign off, you know, when we do that hard out right there? J, you said hi, mom, or whatever. JJ took yeah. that time to say, PFF sucks. Have a good day, everybody. That was what he said. So then we got dropped right into a stats war. Okay, right into it. And then that led to seeing a lot of, okay, yeah. All right, you don't even have to say it. But, like, uh, I think he wasn't attacking stats as a whole. He was attacking grading stats. But yeah. then all stats came in. And then there's some people in the stats community that don't believe in momentum. I mean, they, they don't think it's a real thing. It's like, come on. you If you want us to take you seriously... Okay, you have to at least acknowledge something that is very real and has been since the beginning of time, George. But how do you describe yeah, momentum to somebody that doesn't believe in it? I don't know how you even do that. Good vibes, good aura. Yeah. It's just something mana. that happens. Mana? Yeah, I don't know what you do. That's that's outrageous. Now, like, if the momentum's going against you as a football player, you have to be like, we just got to stop the momentum, mm -hmm. like get a turnover, make a big play, and it'll just slow, like get them off the field on third down, and the momentum will switch. But if you like, don't think momentum's a thing and you're just looking at analytics and, hey, if it's less than fourth and four, it's a 90% chance that you should go for it. Shut up. All man. right, George. George, you're going to get us in there again. All right, you're going to get well, us in dude, there. This Pat, I thought your show is just all controversy. Like, the last <laughs> oh, I, so you do know, George. Uh, ain't Son that funny? I don't, I don't pay attention. Yeah. Hey, I follow I follow you guys. I love you guys. Yeah, we love you too. This man. is I know, man. Why, hey, AJ, how come you get so much hate for like smoking cigars on the show? Like, people just, why do people not like that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to it. I don't smoke on ESPN, though. I usually do later on. Oh, I know. Right. You're just, you're just, you're just confident in yourself, and that's why you can do it. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that from you. I just enjoy it. Honestly, I just enjoy it, and it keeps me engaged, keeps me from being, you know, Keeps me focused, I think. He falls asleep if he doesn't. Yep, yeah. This guy is Sometimes. falling asleep Sometimes. right in somebody's that face. That I would be dead asleep in that shirt. Chubbies, I wear the swim trunks. Tell the Chubbies yeah. they make great trunks. The inside. Thank you. Tight, I will. Though. They need to open up the inside a little bit more. I think there should be an option. Uh, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll let you know. See, and now I just came across my Twitter that I said, go pack, go home. And yeah. now. Oh, so I'm in it now, too. Mm -hmm. Great. Great. I thought, 
I th- I thought when you said we're gonna go off and go to YouTube, uh, no. I, like, I thought there was like a minute <laughs> no. that we were don't not say that. Point finger. <laughs> you do. You didn't Ooh, do this that's one. Super tough. Yeah. That's super tough. My my mom's gonna be mad at me for that one. Yeah. Hey, shout, shout out to the Kittles, by the way. Mm-hmm. Incredible family. Hey, family. You know, I'm actually okay with the pack stuff because I did grow up a Bears fan, so it is what it is. Yeah, you're, they tormented me for a while. And by the way, you're talking shit. Like yeah. this is this is how sports go. Exactly. This is how it is. Conman, has, go ahead. It's a little shit talking is good for rivalries and stuff like that. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's sports. We need it. Yeah. It doesn't mean you hate somebody. It just means like. No. In this moment, I'm on this side. Yeah. You're on the other side. A lot of people are learning about shit talk through our show mm-hmm. because a lot of our shit talk is potentially getting typed out. Yep. And then put out. Listen, listen to what these fucking assholes. And you read it this. too. Whoa, 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 whoa. Context here. I'm talking shit right now. What <laughs> Crazy we... reading it. Yeah. Anyways, you said some real serious shit about the Packers. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. good. Uh, Connor has a question for you, George. Yeah, I mean, George, you're one of the final four teams. Fuck them all. Like, what are we talking about here? Who cares? Uh, with Thank the you. Levi Stadium, you know. In in the momentum you mentioned Detroit's bringing, how was the atmosphere of during the divisional round? I assume there was a little bit, some tension, some nerves for a decent amount of the game, but how was it? And then what do you expect in here, NFC Championship? I think the last one was against the Packers uh, in 2019, maybe 2020, not yep. sure exactly, but how, what do you expect in there? And do you, you think maybe, you know, the, uh, I don't know what the nation's called, the Niner Nation or whatever the hell it is, but Empire. It, it, there it is, <laughs> Empire. Do, do you need to motivate those boys and girls a little bit, or are they going to come in ready here? Do Levi Stadium in the playoffs is a whole level up. It's a whole step up from regular season. Like we came out uh, for kickoff and it was so loud there. And it was actually a credit to the Packers. They went down there and kind of kicked the field goal. But like it was loud on every single play. Like they had to go sound in every single play. And yes, like when our offense wasn't playing well, they made some plays on offense. Hey, did it simmer a little bit? Yes, but like the crowd was in it the entire time. And then once we started getting some momentum going again, there's that word again, Pat. Momentum. That's not real. Once that once that started again, the fans were just wilding and it was so much fun. There's such a great, such a great stadium, it's such a great atmosphere. And you know, they 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 want nothing more than a Nick Bosa sack. That's all they want. And so Nick's going to give that to them this week. Okay, shout out to Nick doing that, delivering. Thank you, Nick. Way to go, he Nick. He needs to deliver. No pressure. Is he, he will. Is he still uh, hilariously handsome over there? Yeah, uh, buff, handsome, sponsored by Skims, huge quads. Yeah, he's got everything that none of us else have. I mean, you're pretty close. I saw you with that pineapple. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty close. I heard they were thinking about using a hammer instead, but, you know, one with the pineapple to keep things islandy because it was a bathing suit. Yeah, well, Chubby's logo is a pineapple. Of course. Oh, exactly. yeah. Of course. That's exactly. The other reason. That's what I was saying uh, this whole right. time. Yes. Darius has a question for you, Jordan. Yes, you guys talk about the crowd and momentum. So, uh, I guess game plan-wise, you've obviously had a ton of experience and success in the postseason. Uh, how much different is it going to, from the regular season to the postseason? Do you kind of shrink down the playbook? Is it expanded in Shanahan system? Uh, how is that for you guys? Mm. Uh, you know, actually, I thought this was this game plan. You know, there are some things that we were trying to do. Um, Debo getting hurt in the first drive was definitely tough for us because, you know, I was thinking the whole week that I thought Debo was going to have like three touchdowns and 300 yards. That was like the game I expected him to have. And so us losing him early, uh, you know, that kind of mm. that messes up because we've been very fortunate to have like all of our best players been healthy all season. And so you've just been able to rely on that. And then we have a good, you know, good rotation underneath that. We know when guys need to come in. But yeah, so him getting hurt definitely, um, it kind of it kind of um, manu- we had to maneuver in a different way with our game plan, and might have looked like we were a little clunky, you know, to start. But you know, we eventually found that rhythm. Yep. Um, hmm. 
That's interesting. I haven't but heard yeah, that from anybody. Really. I haven't heard like, hey, yeah, Debo, just, pretty big part of the game plan, actually. Yeah. So whenever you lose, yeah. that, that's a thing. It is a thing, especially, you know, you do all the stuff for like, we call it Hezzy, so the H and the Z switch spots, you know, like Christian Debo switch spots, so Christian will line up his wide receiver and Debo will be in the backfield. So you see that stuff all the time, and when you take Debo out, there's not really anyone else that's going to do that, so it alters a lot of the plays that we have potentially up. And so, yeah, whenever you lose a guy like that who plays four positions for you, the, the best wide back in the NFL, yeah, it definitely alters things. And, you know, luckily, you know, Coach Shanahan's still very good at what he does, and he was able to, um, you know, get guys the ball when they need to get the ball. Debo, not only phenomenal on the football field, also the first one off the bus. Speaking of, Tone has a question for yeah, you. Yeah, I do. Um, and I was actually just thinking, if, if you guys win the Super Bowl, um, you should probably be a cameo in Season 2 of uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. I'm Paul. thinking that's something you should be in. And then uh, for the... So good. <laughs> so good. And for the bo- <laughs> for the Boombox, so uh, do you, you pick the song, correct? Is that what I heard? I heard that correctly. You pick the song for the Boombox when uh, everyone's coming it's out? It's always... It's always me. That's why I'm like the last person out of the locker room. But it's always, I picked the song, though, for the boys. Do you really? No. <laughs> Damn it. No, you Pat. sold it there pretty good. Yeah. Because you, you said at the very end, like, all right, so he doesn't. He's mocking it. But then you delivered it at the end like, yeah, I do. I do that. Thank you. That was pretty good. Thank it's you. a surprise every week. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, George killing him. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, good luck to no. us. What's today look like? What's today look like? Uh, it's just uh, get my body put back into one piece so then I could go out and play on Sunday at a super high level. That's I, my Tuesday. How do you feel here? What, 21 weeks in? 20 weeks in? What Ooh. is it? Well, t- including training camp, I think we're in week 26. Ooh. How do we feel? It's fun. I'm breathing. I'm the one seed playing at home in the NFC no. Championship game. It doesn't matter how I feel, Pat. It doesn't matter. Boom. Football. It doesn't, football. doesn't matter. Boom. Do I have a heartbeat? Ah! Ah! All right. Well, enjoy the hell out of the week. We appreciate you making time. And uh, I'm excited to hear how the Packers fans respond. You know what I mean? Yeah. I Again, ah, shoot. Darn it. You got me. I blame Ty. <laughs> hey, listen. I got no problem with it, George, okay? Especially when you play the way you did on Saturday night. You do what you got to do, brother. Okay? <laughs> Ty, I got a qu- I got a question for you, Ty. What's up with all the Caitlin Clark hate right now? Like saying that what? she's flopping from the Ohio George- State person hitting her. George, I said it yesterday. A lot of people are saying <laughs> that she's flopping. Okay, that was a fucking hired assassin. Okay, Ohio <laughs> State. Ohio State has to come back to Carver later in the year. You think they're not? Oh, th- some student. Okay, they they hi- Someone gave that girl five hundred bucks. Said, hey. Go run into Caitlin Clark, try to break both of her arms so that she's done for Dude. the rest of the year. It's horse shit. I don't like it, but it hey, when you're on top, you know, that's what's going to happen. It is what it is. Caitlin Clark looked like she was running a shallow across the middle, and A.J. Hawk just jumped out and smoked her, and she didn't see her coming. Like, well that's said. what it looked like. It's Ohio, too. And I mean, you boom. Know, I mean, what is that? Oh. She's all by herself, that too. That girl needs oh. some awareness. Go back to the phone. Does she look to her left first to oh. see Caitlin? I, I don't think nope. she, she sees her on the last step, but at that point, mm. like there's not much you're, there's not much you're gonna do there, and so she's just kind of bracing herself. Anyone that's coming at her for like selling a fake injury, it's like yeah, that's what Caitlin she got Clark's smoked do. after a game. Like yeah, come on, this girl. Hey, after she just put up what forty five? Yeah, played fifty five <laughs> minutes and scored forty five points. <laughs> she's coming to the Indiana Fever, George. Hell yeah! Hey, all I know is that the University of Iowa has two Gatorade athletes, and that's pretty cool. No big deal. Me and Caitlin. Oh. That's pretty sick. Hold on. Who Claire? What does Ohio State have? What did Claire play? Claire played. Uh, didn't Claire's basketball. Yeah. She got ties to that women's basketball team. Caitlin Clark is that she does. phenomenal. Oh. I assume everybody feels that way in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, she's going to run for governor, uh, mm-hmm. mayor at some point. You know, she's just going to run the whole state at some point. As she should. She should. 
But first, she's going to take the Indiana Fever yep. to WNBA championship. Yeah, take down yeah, three more COVID years. She'll be at Iowa until she's 35. Yeah, yeah, let's so not even put that in the universe. Worth Easy. it. No. Worth it. Absolutely worth it. No, we need her here now. All right, you're the man. Oh, ladies, boys. Good luck See this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. George Kittle. Yeah, George. Sorry, Sorry, Packers, he said at the end, even though it got cut off and nobody's going to talk about that. Yeah, no. that's okay. That was good. That was good. That was a good line. I didn't expect it. Me neither. I certainly didn't. I kinda... When I was texting with him last night, he said, is Ty okay? Question mark. And I was oh, like, no. oh, okay. He knows. He knows. Yeah, he's aware. He knows what's going on. I flushed that one quick. You know, I was so fucking drunk by the end of the game that I didn't even <laughs> I mean, the tweet, the, the third quarter tweets were some of the funniest internet Ty has put together in a while. Once they had a legitimate shot to, you know, win the game, I was like, all right, nerves are kind of kicking in. I need to kind of multiply the booze intake. So I did. Remember, you're not drinking during the week anymore. No, I'm not. So you got to make up for it on the weekends. She brought that up this morning. (laughs) Oh, boy, was that (laughs) This morning. You missed a hell of a combo this morning. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just said, you know, like, oh, yeah, people love getting fucked up. Like, I I like how booze tastes, okay? Like, (laughs) sue me. Like, I enjoy the taste of a nice whiskey at night, you know? Sorry. It has nothing to do with, like, oh, I can't wait to get home and get fucked up. It's like, you know what? Booze tastes incredible. <laughs> I love it. You might so, be the first person that I heard say that. <laughs> Since he's like, look at him, he's like 90-year-old inside of this. You know? Just a little more context. This was at 9 a.m. Yeah, after well, polishing yeah. off an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Yeah, he needed What day is it? It's Tuesday. He's Tuesday. got four more days. He needed a fully no, no. leaded Dr. Pepper yeah. at 9 a.m. this morning. Because... I've been drinking a lot of Diet Coke. I needed something unleaded. Hey, we're proud of you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Keep it going. It's not an easy fight you're fighting right now. It's not. But look at you being better. That's right. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. No, the I, amount you're dumping into yourself. Well, the, no Packers game this weekend, so I won't go overboard. You know, I don't need to drink a whole bottle of Jack on Saturday just to do it. So hold on. Do we fear that you know how with like salary cap gymnastics, sure. they give a signing bonus up front and then they spread it out right. throughout the remaining years of the contract? Mm-hmm. Right. Do you think now that you've moved to the weekend, do you think the signing bonus of the weekend amount of booze is maybe more than if you were to spread it out over the entire week of uh, booze and what you used to do. Potentially, but uh, my wife had to work on Sunday morning, so I had to get up, you know, 6.30 a.m. I had a, a day by myself with my with my daughter, and, and she doesn't stop moving until she goes to sleep. So I basically said, like, hey, don't do that again because I okay, do not want to wake up and feel like I did. And, that, you know, I can't stay in bed. Can't be a piece of shit today. You actually have to, you know, kind of be an adult. So look at you maturing. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. And he was aware about it too. On Saturday, he tweeted, "I think, uh, you know, the biggest the biggest threat to me right now is blacking out during this third quarter." And someone responded and said, "No, the biggest threat is probably uh, Andrews Carlson or something." Tied to that guy. No, it's me blacking out <laughs> in the third quarter. And who saved the day? Boom, Pizza Hut. Just getting air dropped in with about six minutes left in the third quarter. Ate an entire large pizza and breadsticks. They <laughs> <laughs> always live. Always deliver. Oh. Yep. Thank you, DoorDash. Thank you, Pizza a Hut. A full large pizza. Yeah. Awesome. Breadsticks and a bottle of Jack. Oh, How I, good was that? It was, God, was so good. I felt awful on Sunday morning. <laughs> Did you eat 800 Tums after that? <laughs> your body. Your body is an atomic bomb. Oppenheimer would like to yeah. take a look at your insides. Yeah, absolutely. A full large, and you're not like a fat slob. No. A full large pizza. Full well, breadstick. It was thin crust. So, you know, okay. I mean, <laughs> good point. That makes a difference. That does. It does. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's get to a break. Ty, we're happy you're here. Hell yeah. Happy Let's cherish every moment we have with Ty. Happy to be here. <laughs>
We need to do that. <laughs> Obviously, we should, but yeah, we're going to have them for a long time. Of course. Yep. You slow those down, though. We can't be having too many Packers, Niners, divisional round no. games. No, we can't. Or we just, just got to win one. <laughs> gotta, yeah, right. Just gotta we win get one. one. You're get winning one that. The energy you would have. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Get get no, no. I might have fucking went out and got in the pool. I might have. Cold dubbing. Yeah. Look at you taking care of yourself. I know. Beautiful football is magical. That man's won a championship in college and in the professional level at football. That is AJ Hawk, current oh. president of Ohio, also the money man behind the 13 million mm -hmm. that has been spent by the Ohio State NIL yep. to build a super team yep. in Columbus, Ohio. Way to go, AJ! Congrats, AJ! Yeah. Money. CJ Stroud was part of that, huh? CJ's donating some money. Allegedly, fifty to one hundred thousand dollars has been donated by CJ Stroud to the collective. I believe it was reported that's the first active player that has donated back to Ohio State to keep it going. If that's the case, congrats to CJ loving the Buckeyes and being very faithful and loyal to the Buckeyes because he's made a lot of fucking money for the Buckeyes through his play. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So him giving back, wanting success, is a beautiful thing. And if Ryan Day can't win with this team, AJ, uh oh, it's over. That's yeah, you thought you had some pressure before. Now now they are pre-party crowned them champs because they have all these great players coming in, man. I saw Schlegel and Bobby Carpenter, and that was literally the caption. If Ryan Day can't win with this team, it's like... Oh, <laughs> yeah, already going. Fair. Oh, my God. Fair. I mean, fair, of course. And obviously, I hope they, they have success. They haven't started practice yet for next year. Yeah, I'm Go hoping clear. they have success because I love the fact that they're going all in and paying everybody a lot of money. Yes. Anytime players are getting paid a lot of money, I'm a fan of it. When the Yankees were just buying everybody yep. and giving them a certain thing, I'm like, yep, they want to win more than everybody else does. The Lakers seemingly did that for a while where they were just getting all the best players. We're gonna. So I enjoy whenever players benefit from somebody going all in. But boy, if you don't win, there is. there's a lot of it. Told you can't buy a championship. Got to earn it. Idiot. Like that is just coming quickly. And uh, Bill O'Brien's up there yeah. as well. Yeah. Look out. He's got a little NFL pedigree. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Champion pedigree. Del T. Kettle. <sighs> Caleb Don's best player in football is pretty much yep. going up there. Henderson's back. <sighs> got a quarterback, number one guy. Yep. <sighs> we got Quinshawn Judkins from Couple. Ole Miss. We got Chase oh. McLaughlin playing oh. center. No silent counts. We got Bama center. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no silent counts. Yeah, they got it. Yeah. Hey, you go under center. Yeah. Yeah. Get under there. Need right. to go under center. Get low. Let's get him comfortable. You know, let's get him not thinking about anything else. Let's go under center in here. Right. He's a good guy. He's a good, guy. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's a sweet boy. He's a sweet, sweet boy. boy. Sweet we love boy. that boy. He's starting center for an SEC champion Bingo. team. He's a good football player. He's yeah. up at Ohio State. The talk table's here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Not a bad day to make comment. No, not a bad day at all. You know, sometimes you come back up here before the start of the third hour and it's like, man. We suck. But today, I, I haven't I haven't thought that today. Today, I got up here, I was like, pretty, pretty good. This, this, this has been a good one. Yeah, I have similar thoughts all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, one half of the hammer, Don, Cowboys, Tone Diggs. We've been a part of some wrestling news, some business news. Oh, I yeah. fucking love today. Yeah, me too. Today, every, yeah. Yeah, every day. Let's go. It's probably the best Tuesday we've had in a long time. Okay. That's not oh, true. Easy. That's no. not true. We had a real fun time. Last week, Mitch Morse came on. Yeah. yeah. Remember, he was like, oh, it's Tuesday. Oh, oh, last, last, yeah. last Tuesday was good, too. Yeah. The one before was super fun. It was after the national championship. We were all tired. No, that, <laughs> that, one, that one got loud. That one got real loud. That one, was, that one wasn't I, th good. I thought that, that was, was a slap happy one. And then the yeah, Wednesday afterwards, then that was when, yeah. you know, this guy woke Sell out coward. Mm -hmm. So then all it was everybody on earth was seemingly mm -hmm. at one time. Judge, bring this up, Tony. 
Thanks, Tony. Yeah. Was a Hope great you're happy, Tony. It was a great Tuesday. Yeah, now Thanks, you're Tony, you know how this show works. God. Yeah, that's why you did it. First year here. You son of a bitch. Tony, you said earlier in the show you've been here for seven years. You actually were the one that gave us the exact date. Exact, yeah. yeah. But in my brain, every year is a new year. Did you see the... Um, yes, every Strikes year is a new year. Well said. <laughs> Holy shit, that was good. Speaking of being a new year, uh, <laughs> Shannon Sharp, Cat Williams were on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. Good skit. Good yeah. skit. Good skit. Wait, they were just on? I didn't see it. No, it no, was... They, well, nobody watched I mean, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It was good. They, you should you watch mean, it. They, they parodied, parodied their conversation? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll check legit it out. pop a few times. Oh. The lady that played Cat Williams. Down. Real good. Yeah. I mean, it was great. Oh, good. Yeah. Good it, to know. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, there she is. Uh, I don't okay. know who that is. <laughs> That's Cat Williams. Well, in, yeah, she's, she was a method actor, too. I mean, she was in. Oh, yeah. yeah she oh, crushed. She was really Who good. was Shannon? Uh, that's a good question. That's another great question. We, also Ke good. Keenan's not there. I think Keenan. I don't pay attention enough to, like. I don't know the cast anymore. Me neither. I used to watch Saturday Night Live every single Saturday night before the game on Sunday. It was normally the only thing on, yeah. super late night. I'm not the best sleeper, so I would watch. Here, it's Whoa, good. Why do you guys say it's so fat? Well, that's another thing. I told Ankh about that uh, earlier oh, today uh, when we were doing the first take. It was like, they're gonna, it was going to be a tough time to find somebody. Because nobody mm -hmm. is Shannon. There's nobody, nobody like Shannon alive that is so big and so jacked and so ripped. The Rock, who was on first take today. True. And Shannon True. actually asked him, Rock, do you think I would have been a good professional wrestler? I think I could talk. And I think I, and mm -hmm. The Rock in his head was like, uh, yeah. 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 I didn't know that Shannon has two replaced hips. Me neither. Ooh, yeah. really? Both of them. I had no Damn. idea. Yeah, he brought that up as a reason why he couldn't do it at this stage because everybody was like, you still could absolutely do it. He's like, I don't think so. And then Stephen A., I think, was pitching to be manager of The Rock. Yep. If The Rock is to return and take on Roman, which we should ask Nick Khan, bad interview, should have done that. Uh, but today can only get better. Can only get better. Because there's one thing that makes us smarter. Hell yeah. There's one thing that makes us a more informed mm -hmm. football fan. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's one thing that every single week we look forward to with our friend, Darius J. Butler. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Everything DB presents Good D, Bad D. Yeah. Let's do this thing, D. Butch. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we'll, st we'll start with the Bad D. Ah, the bad D. We'll start sorry. with the, the best Jordans, too, by the way. Which ones? They are. They are. I agree. Yeah. First what he's got on. Got as a kid. Most yep. comfortable ones for sure. I had the black ones with the red bottoms too, man. Those were, I didn't let those things touch outside AJ. for bridge. Yeah, I got the uh, black on black, black on white, and also the classic white on blacks oh, yeah. there. Those are the most comfortable ones in my eyes. Mm. They give me every every time these come back out, gotta have like like hokas. Um, not as like just like Hoka. Hoka. CM Punk was wearing Hoka's last night. Uh, Fuck! Did you see that? What are you mad about? That's a good thing. Yeah, what you, what's wrong? He got in the ring. I was like, there's no way that guy's wearing Hoka's right now. He was wearing Hoka's. I'm like, smart. I thought guys. Hoka's for yeah. just, were just for like marathon runners and triathlon. No. Well, if you're potentially going to go kick ass, too, you yeah. put those it's on. All CM Punk's wearing Hoka's? Yeah. In the ring last night, yeah. It's I was all, like, oh, goddamn, Hoka's too. doing it right now. Yeah. You're not a Hoka guy anyways. I am a Hoka guy. You're a... Um, municipal. 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 No, I'm a Hoka guy, but I'm an American Nightmare guy, so that that's crushing. They did go bar for bar last. That was a good that, show. That, that, is, that is crushing. That was unbelievable. I'm gonna have to switch to OnCloud. Fuck. You watch that on uh, Netflix? I bet you American Nightmare when he's not wearing his highly phenomenally tailored suits, mm -hmm. slip on some Hokas. No, it doesn't matter now. Not not if his rival is. It's not his <laughs> rival. I mean, everybody. It's it's 
about to be WrestleMania. I mean, look yeah. at this. Look at this. This guy on the right's wow. got hocus. I stand with the man on the left. I'm not fucking around with the guy on the right. I'm going to just get CM out. CM Punk, you know, I know you haven't been a wrestling fan for a long time. CM Punk would be a guy you would like. Yeah, he had his he had his time, but mm. it's, it's nightmares time, baby. I'm not. I'm. That, that's what I'm focused on. I'm not focused on the punk. Nobody falls on that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> He's the punk. I, him wearing hocus, though, was a mind blower to me. Like, holy Certainly. shit, it's, it's, doing it. And it just want to be Christian taller? Michael Punk, too. How often <laughs> Roman Reigns fight? I don't think that's okay. What's that? How often is Roman Reigns fight? There's a lot of conversation about his schedule. I saw the uh, the new WWE uh, 2K said you go and play with him once a month. Okay. Uh, well, well, that's look, the internet. Don't, don't you dare yeah. talk about our tribal chief. He's he's the table, you <laughs> son of a our bitch. tribal chief has earned to fight only the greatest. And coming up this weekend, actually, Royal Rumble, somebody can earn yep. an opportunity to face him at down WrestleMania. In yeah, down there in Tampa, yeah. I believe. St. Petersburg. Hey, huge week for WWE. Massive. Pump for the Rumble. That's yeah, like one of those, like Ty mentioned, like the premium live events. That is one of the top of the top. Who's going to win? I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen in that thing. No, no, literally, as WWE, there's a chance. Jackie, oh, Jackie Redman. WWE superstar Jackie Redman. Maybe Doudreau. Also possible. I think Doudreau has a different name now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, she does. Not, it's not Piper still, is it? Yeah, I think it okay, is. Okay, okay. Yeah, it Piper. is Piper. That's on me. It is. Because remember, I think I was on commentary whenever she came back as a different name. Mm -hmm. and I Michael, forgot about that. Michael Cole goes, Piper! And I'm like, excuse me? That was, that was, last, year's, that was, <laughs> me. That was last year's Rumble in San Antonio. <laughs> that, that's when that was. That is Doudreau. And we are massive fans yeah. of Dude. That was wild. She's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know if she's still with WWE or not. I have no idea. I think she is. Royal Rumble, though. Everybody should be watching. Cannot it. wait. It's this weekend. Good week for the WWE. What's it on? Peacock. 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 Oh, yeah. He, Nick said that today. In America. Now. Correct. Globally. Yeah. Well, there's a couple different things. Sony, yeah. Sony India is where you, if you were traveling this mm -hmm. weekend, you'd watch it there. WWE Network in, Canada. in Canada. Okay. Yeah. 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 Saudi is in Peacock still? Um, no, I assume it's WWE I Network. I think NBC yeah. is huge in <laughs> Saudi Arabia. We, we don't know. It, it could be. It yeah, could be. We, yeah. we have no idea. They love Diane Sawyer. Yeah, maybe to watch uh, Nightly News with Lester Holt. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure. Yep. He's good. He is. Right before Wheel When he's order. talking, you know shit's real. Yep. Yes. Where's Lester at? Well, he's in a different country. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. He flew all yeah. the way mm -hmm. there to do what he's doing right now, sending it to stories in other places. Yeah. But I appreciate that he went there. Well, he had to follow up. I mean, Brian Williams was getting RPG By the way, American, okay. American well Nightmare. Well said. American uh, Nightmare on Netflix. Go to watch. Good. Well, Cody Rhodes, obviously, yeah. Anything with yeah. him involved is going to no. be good. Thank you. Yeah, There's he, a new he's Netflix the American doc. Dreams kid. He yeah. is. Yeah. He okay, is. He's the boy. New he, Netflix doc. Yeah, it's the true story of Gone Girl. I refuse to watch it. Okay, that's not what it is. That's no not, shit. That's not. basically what that's it is. Not what. It okay, is. lay out what it is. It's a crime documentary on Netflix about, about a kidnapping. That's all you need to know. Okay, I'll watch it. It's called American Nightmare, like Three Cody parts, Rhodes. Three parts, though, yep. right? Three yep. parts, forty minutes each. Easy watch. Did it last night. How long is each episode? Forty minutes each. That's not bad. Only no, it's, it's a great watch. I did it last night in a night. That's the right move, by the way. Yeah. Let's start doing more of those. Two hours. All together. Boom. Knock it out. And you feel like you're accomplishing something whenever the first one ends. Oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Oh, I'm into this. Yep. I'm going to grab a snack. This is fun. Let's keep Phone it. break. Boom. Second one ends. It's like, oh, got to finish they it. They pull you in pretty it. quick. Ooh. Netflix is dealing right now. Netflix is dealing. So it's not Gone Girl. Well, 
Well, I don't want to give it away. That's how they promoted it, 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 it it's on Gone Girl. Netflix. I don't want to give the story behind Gone Girl. I don't want to give it away. The trailer on Netflix says that's what it That's was. what yes. people at the time were calling the case because the movie had come out at the same time of the kidnapping, and it was a uh, who Can't did it. Did she do it? Did he do it? Did I don't have third these actors do it? here. Those, no, 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 those no, are real life. Yeah, those, those are the actual two people. Oh, it's real. Yeah, it's oh, a yeah. real life. We got a Dateline going on? Yes. Bingo. Oh, it's very I'm in. Good. I am 100% in. Okay. All right, Deep Butt. Uh, before we end this beautiful Tuesday, which has been pretty John Pocked. John yeah. Truly. John Pocked. Has been John Pocked. Start to finish. It's been a fun day today. It has been. <laughs> Why don't you send some people off on their yeah. Tuesdays? Maybe winners of $500. Whoa. Holy shit. Yesterday we had 30. Jeez. 500. Oh, so we're not going to do that again, obviously. No. Today, 20, though. Okay. All you got to do, D-Butch, is just put that basketball into... Which one? Which one, yeah. Let's go this one. Wow. Longer shot, yeah. D-Butch is choosing, okay. but he has been shooting into this hoop a lot. Yeah. Yesterday, him and Boston Connor, in a three-point shooting game, had maybe the best performance we have ever seen yeah. in one round in the history of the game. Yeah, we've been playing it for like six years, too. It was unbelievable. Perfect score would be 40. They had 28. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's only counted by twos, so only six misses out of 20 shots. It was uh, phenomenal. And now D-Butch has a chance to drain one more. What's one more? That's not one more. For 20 people to win $500 to send this Tuesday into a glorious fashion. Debunch! Oh, Does it make its way back to? No, Java says get out. Debunch said fuck Java. Okay. I stepped on the floor. There we go. Well, the lava, lava, dude. Lava. Do that. It's lava, dude. That. that was a show on Netflix, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Floor is lava. Yep. Great show. Mm hmm. How to do? Is it do, is it good? They, yeah, they like did one two season. seasons. Yeah. Two. Anything that goes on her get watched, I feel like. Oh, yeah, for no sure. No matter what. Now we go raw on her. What a play. Mm -hmm. Good, Good for Netflix spending money on live stuff, sporting stuff. Smart deal. Getting into the game. Speaking of getting into the game, why don't you get 20 people into the game of life a little bit better? Well, I go, D-Butt. 500 bucks, 20 people. All you got to do is put the ball in the hoop, D-Butch. Simple enough. Easy. Cash! Oh. Enough power somehow, seemingly. Yeah, these are good-looking shots. Yes, with just a standard jumper there having enough power, I don't think any of us could have predicted that time. Not at all, Shit. not at all. But D butts, you know, I mean, he's got the he's got the fresh jays on today, yeah, so it kind of makes sense. Sweet fit, backwards mm -hmm. hat. Mm -hmm. Darius trying to make twenty people happy with five hundred dollars potentially going to their account. All you got to do is make it. Whoa, that's oh, the one. Oh! oh man, that felt good coming off of me a lot. Yeah, you really hucked that one. Yeah, I, I thought I thought we were having glasses shatter. The explosivity top. out of your hand here yes. is something I don't think anybody has fully been prepared for. You've been in the hawk house. Mm -hmm. Gotta make one. We gotta a make lot. one. Beginning of the season, you were golfing bunch. Yeah. Yep. No way beginning of the season you're able to get that ball to nope. that hoop in nope. the way that you're it's doing. It's very weak. Golf season's done up here in India, tell you that much. Bingo. And you put the work in. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. 20 people are going to benefit from that hard work whenever you put that ball into that hoop. Come on. Right over there. 500 bucks. 20 people. Glass. Yep. That's glass. That one sucked. Brick. Mm, off the board. That one was bad. That makes noise. 20 people. 500 dollars. Wasn't meant to be. Wasn't meant to be. Hold on. Oh. 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 And maybe you give it a shot this way. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if Darius Butler is able to make this first shot into this hoop right over here, 25 people win $500. Got it. There it is. Not as easy as it looks, people. Nope. <laughs> Not as easy as it looks, even for the finest of athletes. That's right. 
Oh. <clears throat> it's a shame. Yeah, 30 yesterday. Yeah, that's... Yeah, 30 winners yesterday. Exactly. Boom. Yeah. People were saying uh, they were getting greedy, so they couldn't win today. The, the universe said it? Yeah. So, and today you said you've been on the show for seven years, one year, mm-hmm. every year is a new year. Right. Go. <laughs> you've been crushing it. All those things are true. Bingo. The one year thing, not. You're in the moment. You're in the moment. Tony. One of the Saturday Night Live, Cat Williams lady said, uh, Shannon, I know three things to always be true. I'm 5'3", I never lie, and I'm 6'3". Mm-hmm. And then they cut it yep. right afterwards. Yep. It was, I'm telling you, really well done. Really well. Congrats to Saturday Night Live. Congrats. Yeah. Maybe they're back. Maybe. Um, they're doing it. Maybe. It fell off? Well, uh, that's what Ty's saying. You know? yeah. Ty's good buddy Colin Jost is still the head writer, right? We love Colin. Uh, yeah, I, wouldn't, awesome. I wouldn't say he's my good buddy. I'm fairly close with his wife, you could, you could say. But, no, that's right. <laughs> who's, his, who's his wife, Ty? Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah. You guys broke Never down, heard of her? Broke down her cinephile? There has been a conversation <laughs> between Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost about why the fuck did you leave me with that guy? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a great conversation, though. We did. I watched the whole thing. You know, it I t- looked like it. I touched on a lot of uh, you know obscure selections in her film catalog that she probably doesn't oh, talk about Oh, I'm sure she was pumped to hear that. She was. Absolutely. So, hey, we bought, back- we bought a zoo. is one of the best movies I've ever seen. True. It is a great movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. I love that Matt movie. Damon. We bought yeah. a zoo. Yeah. That was an awesome story. She's Sick. never told All you need is that. five seconds of courage. Yeah. Or ten seconds of courage. Boom. I think is the, in the whatever it is. Yes. I think I came back from the bathroom, mm-hmm. and it was the tail end of whatever was going on. And I saw, and I think my wife and I were like, that's it, good for Ty. You know, he's probably in his bag. And then I go over to the group, and they're like, Ty has had Scarlett Johansson trapped in this conversation <laughs> for 10 minutes. I wouldn't go that far. She could have <laughs> left whenever she wanted to. It was very amicable. I agree. I agree. Colin, everybody at that party was so cool. Yeah. Awesome. And AJ gave a speech. Good job, AJ. Way to go, AJ. Good work, AJ. Yeah, not really. But I did. Conman, I walked by in comments like, oh, I would love to hear this conversation. And I looked over Connor's shoulder, and it was Ty, <laughs> and it was ScarJo. And I was like, this is not happening right uh, now. And they continued to talk for 10 minutes. It was not real life. I mean, if you, if you got 10 minutes, yep. talk to ScarJo. I was going to say, when am I going to get that opportunity again? Boom. I'm not. So. <laughs> we know that for, to be true now. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah. Now we know. But, hey, very amicable with you. Yeah. It was. Both sides, part of ways. It's gorgeous. Happy. Let's move yep. on to the party. Mm-hmm. Colin Joseph's dog. Yeah, the man. I enjoy him. He's at that golf tournament, right? Yeah, he plays in Tahoe. Well, excuse me. <laughs> what? The American Century Championship. The American Century Championship yeah. out in Lake Tahoe, yes. Doucher. Yeah, it's not just Tahoe. American Century Championship pays millions of dollars for it to be they American do. Century. They do a great job as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. It's a beautifully run thing. I don't know when we'll be back at it, but... But we'll never forget the times we had. We had great times there. Yep. You got to commit to two weeks, pretty much, of your life. Yeah. Okay, it's good. You're going to have a week-long hangover from walking. Mm-hmm. Your feet, your body. But... It's beautiful. It's convenient, views. though, because now that you're hosting the ESPYs every year, you go straight from the I ESPYs. don't think mm. that invite's ever coming again. Straight from the ESPYs to Tahoe. Just, you know... I don't know. I yeah, don't probably. think I'm ever going to get invited to that one or the honors ever. What about the Golden Globes? Didn't Joe Coy do that? Yeah, exactly. Now it's time to get out of here. Okay. Yeah, this the is the time. This is, we no this is the way we get out of here. I didn't see it. Huh? You gave Bob a nickname. Of course you're going to host it again. Uh, Bob Father, I don't think he's the one... I mean, obviously he's... Uh, mm. That's a good point, D-Butt. Yeah. Up front. I don't know if I was necessarily the nicest to the people that run the ESPYs. Well, well. I heard that they were not thrilled with me potentially being a part of the ESPYs, so, you know, 
I'm the type of human who's going to remember that, hear mm-hmm. that, sure. and act accordingly. Sure. So be it. And that's not normal, I guess, in all these things. They'll probably have Blocky doing next year anyway. Ooh. I hope so. Yeah. I hope Ooh. they get Mike. He had a big part this year. Yeah, he yeah, was. Did, did. It was great to see him. I took a shot at tequila with Travis Kelsey, Mike Block, and uh, maybe Paul Walterhauser. That's Could a group. Have been, yeah. That's a group. And I think Joe Hayden was there as well. The ESPYs was awesome. Yeah. It was like a very cool group. Joe's always really cool dress, so. We're never getting invited back, though, boys. Need to have that one just understood. Whatever. <laughs> it was fun. What's done great. is done. Yeah, it was. It was a blast. Yeah. Let's get the hell out of here. Um, D-Butch couldn't win anybody any money. Nope. But D-Butch will be back tomorrow. AQ cool. will be back tomorrow. I think we have a packed show tomorrow as well. This Why? has been a fun week. As seasons are ending for people, people are having a little bit more time. Sure. You know, to potentially stop by and chit-chat. There was somebody who was in Peru that might have made an appearance this week, but yep. lost contact. So we assume in the next couple weeks we'll be on the program. Uh, people have been saying they want to come on the show, which is cool. I did, that's not normal. You know, I get a lot of people that say, I'm sure people won't come on your show. It's like, that is not the case. We actually do not experience that. Uh, but now we are a little bit starting to experience people wanting to come on the show. Great news. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's good news for everybody. And uh, we're lucky to be here. AJ, great work today, pal. Boys, way to kill it today. Oh, yeah. Good day, Pat. Hey, watch Self Reliance. Self Reliance is legit. No joke. I'm a fan. I really watched am. it. You watch it too? Yep. Good movie. Good. Thumbs up. Even. You know, yeah, I saw talks. Come review. on, talk. I give it a thumbs up. Talk. What the? F- I think so too. Like you have to get in the proper state of mind. Sure, sure. What she said. What she did. Very upfront about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was good. I don't know. Yeah, talks it was. Talks it making was. these bangers right now. Talks making movies too. Yeah, he's Scorsese. Yeah, funny. so he's he's starting to maybe. Oh, uh, Jake Johnson's trying to do what I do, make movies. I don't think so. I don't think so. Look at this Detroit Lions hype video. Boom. Mm-hmm. So look this, good. Look at this Baltimore Ravens hype video with some Kodak. But boom. boom. So that's where talk's coming from. He's he's coming from an Emmy Award winning mm-hmm. yeah. editing, right. directing, creating exactly. world. He, he couldn't just take it in. He has to judge everything. Bingo. He looks at it through a different lens. Than us. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Does. No, not he yet. Does. It's good. It's good tonight, movie. Tonight's on deck. Congrats, Jake. Jake, go, Jake. Jake is good. Anna Kendrick, she's great. What a great actor. Love her. Always is. Interesting role there, huh? That was quite a little. Whoa. Yeah. Don't ruin it. The hell? She seems like she's a professional. She seems she's I very know, good. She turns at the end. Don't spoil. No, the fuck. You were wrong. You were wrong. What the hell? Watch the fucking movie. I'm, I'm gonna, because right. I definitely still have Hulu, even though YouTube TV I deleted Hulu. But I'm gonna. Saw a lot of people say, "Oh, great, gotta pay for Netflix now." Watch, watch Raw. You don't have. Netflix. Just wait. They're going to up the prices every single month now. Okay. Well, they have been doing that since the beginning. I was going to say that absolutely is going to happen. Yeah, it started at seven ninety nine. <laughs> I think it's at $23. Yeah. And that's why they were able to pay $5 billion for 10 years. Exactly. And I think it's probably only going to continue. Remember, there was a time where Netflix was losing a shit ton of money because they were just spending, 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 spending. Mm-hmm. And they said, we'll develop later for subscribers, subscribers, subscribers. I think they've gotten to that point. Yeah. For them. And then they did the thing like, hey, no more five people on one account bullshit. Thanks, Greg. Yep. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, boohoo. This ain't a fucking soup kitchen. All right. You want to watch something? You gotta pay. You gotta pay to watch it. Agreed. That's kind of the way it goes. True. True. Agreed. All right. We're out of here. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change their life. We're in this thing together. Let's never ever forget that. Okay. And let's keep moving forward. Goodbye. <laughs>